Oh, wait, what's up? Okay, so this one's going to be kind of a longer episode, but it's to get into some really crazy, creepy shit. Um, for people who get in the program, and then, like, you know what I'm saying? Usually you'll have people trying to figure out what to do with you, because after you destroy someone's life, Maybe you don't want to kill them or what have you. You think you can use them or you can use them when you're slowly killing them. No bullshit. It's a normal thing. Um, we're going to talk about essentially how media is used to as, as tools for, I guess you want to call it, disillusionment and moving people around. And getting to do things that they wouldn't normally do or to believe a certain reality exists when it doesn't. And this is just like part of the territory. But this happens quite a bit, believe it or not. And um, the media and, you know, the entertainment community, etc. This is like uh, a fun thing they get to do. They, or a fun thing they do to people. And, you know what I'm saying, where they'll use a lot of the media to essentially disillusion targets, make them think an alternative reality exists, make them reprioritize themselves or reprioritize their actions uh, to, you know, work towards a future that maybe isn't true or they've been disillusioned into it, uh, gaslit into it. And it's legitimate. It's going to, it's going to happen to people in this program and, you know, there's it to varying degrees depending on where you live. If you live in Southern California, there's lots of entertainment industry people. And this is just like a known thing. It's like a fun thing people uh participate in after somebody's kind of been in the COINTEL Pro program. After, you know what I'm saying, they've been beaten down. Essentially, you know, you gotta think of it this way. After you've been beaten down and the government thinks you're not a threat anymore, they just throw you to the fucking wolves afterwards. And it just, this is for two, and and these, and sometimes, you know, the wolves might people be entertainment people, entertainment industry people, what have you, and that's because you know after they're done fucking you, um, they don't want you coming back for revenge. They don't want you coming back to try to expose how they abuse their access, they abuse their authority, etc. So it's very common for people in COINTELPRO, Pro, or even you know what I'm saying this new. Well, yeah, COINTELPRO 2.0. Because, like, now that fucking W signed Patriot Act lowered the threshold for what's declared a terrorist or whatever and created Department of Homeland Security, like, you definitely can see there's a ramp up of people saying this crazy shit's happening to them. But anyways, a common strategy is once the government is done chewing you up, they throw you to the fucking wolves. They let the piranhas just take little pieces out of you and use you up. Because then they're not worried about what happens if, you know, you come back for them. If you remember some of their names or faces. Um, it's just, it's a way to protect their ass. So after they're done using you or breaking you down. Essentially like breaking, you know, trying to break you like a horse. That sounds silly, but it's true. And let's say you're not a threat, which most aren't in this program. They're not. Um, but it's good practice on how to break down a person who might be a threat. 
Anyways, before I go and pontificate on that shit, which is this episode, uh, this uh, podcast is not about, we're going to go get into like the weeds on a lot of shit. And I, you know what I'm saying? To help you really understand how things that you might see as just normal everyday things are actually used as tools, uh, culture, and, uh, you know, uh, the culture and um, consensus of this kind of abuse. How entertainment is used, how the media is used. I'm gonna fucking squash a lot of this crazy like MK Ultra mind programming sex kitten, you know, fucking bullshit, because it needs to be squashed. Because too many people get wrapped up in the silly, fucking bullshit. And we're gonna break it down into its simple little terms, and really give you like an eye-opening kind of set of prescription glasses to see what it is and even though you're not going to you probably aren't in the program because like i said we got we're getting close to eighteen thousand regular listeners now this is crazy i can't even i can't even comprehend that but uh you know so not all of you are in the program but you obviously like hearing about this shit so we're going to get into the weeds on a lot of shit you're going to learn about a lot of stuff and um be able to make sense of certain things but this is also primarily um like most of my episodes primarily going to be like a helpful guide for people who are in the program so you know please keep that in mind i've been seeing your guys's comments um i mean this the main focus of this is to help people in this but i feel like this particular episode what we're about to get into like i said we're going to get into the weeds um is something you know a lot of the the fucking people that get crazy about a lot of the Illuminati shit and whatever, it's really going to make a sense of all these things. It's going to bring it back down to earth because, you know, why are you going to waste your time with fantasy talking about the Illuminati and MK Ultra sex kitten program? Like, it's it's so silly. Like, Google some of those things I just said. Like, people, there's people who dedicate entire books and shit to things that literally can be trace back to government programs like entire lores like think about new world order and all this stuff and how many books and there's people whose entire careers are built on selling crazy you know crazy videos about the new world order and all that kind of goofy shit we're gonna get into that because you know people got it wrong unfortunately lots of people if anything, New World Order just means whoever's running shit. You ever heard a, a mob boss talk about he wants order? That's essentially what New World Order is. It's, it's basically saying, hey, we run shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, one world currency? Uh, that sounds like you know a one world currency in government. That sounds like the dollar, the, one, the, ro- the world reserve currency. Uh, uh, one world government? That sounds like Team America world police. Do you understand? New World Order and... All the kind of crazy shit. Like it's actually it actually translates into some really basic bitch kind of shit. People just wrap lore around it because people love to think that they they see behind the curtain, and it's all this fucking magic mumbo jumbo shit. So we're gonna get into all that. Sorry, I went on that little tangent about New World Order, but it's silly. It's silly bullshit. Uh, you need to understand. I mean, the uh, the, the government is. Uh, you know what I'm saying? The government essentially is organized just like a criminal organization so whenever you see crazy things or think crazy you know thoughts about whatever's going on some mystical elitism like if you can translate the same experience over to organized crime uh things start to make sense 
I know that's kind of totally not related, but I felt like that needs to be said. And organized crime isn't scary. It's just a bunch of fucking jagobs that don't want to get a normal job. So, anyways. So, yeah, we're going to get into a lot of the lore. And I'm going to first lay down some bedrock, give you some history. And then I'm going to translate some of that. And then then we're going to go into how um, this shit is used to for people in the program who essentially get to the part of the program where... You know what I'm saying? They've been beaten down by the feds or what have you for whatever bullshit excuses now exist. And then they'll throw you to the fucking lions. And how that works and how those people fuck with you and all sorts of stuff. So, yeah, buckle down. This is probably going to be a little bit of a longer one. But um, it's not going to have anything to do with, you know, I'm not going to touch on my own personal battles and my own personal struggles with, like, character assassination and any of that shit. I know some of you guys have been getting on me about that. But I think it's important because it translates over to what's going on. And, you know, obviously, you know, I've garnered, you know, near 18,000 people. So somebody likes listening to it or else people want to keep coming back. Not that I'm the shit or um, important, but I mean, people keep coming back in Waterhole for some reason. Anyways, all right. So let's get hold. Let's get back. Let's get into it. Um, yeah, let's get right into it. Now I'm uh I'm gonna be semi prepared. I'm not at my my normal spot. Um, I've been kind of getting harassed, lots of like playing chicken because I won't put this shit down. So I apologize if I don't seem too too prepared. But we're totally gonna hit this out of the park. Um, you know, I just been getting harassed about lots of things that these people think that they can essentially like blackmail me on or keep me at bay to keep them from these cops and stuff like that from getting consequences for their actions. So, you know, I'm, I'm calling their bullshit. I'm literally in the backyard of, of, of these people, uh, today because, you know, uh, I'm not scared and, uh, I need to show them that they need to understand the posturing. Um, so I, I might, if I, if I seem a little everywhere, considering the top, the subject matter, it's not so much a personal experience where I'm just going off the top of my head, but I'm using research and articles instead of yeah, just understand I'm kind of like in travel mode. So I don't have like multiple devices and stuff like that where one I can record on and the other one I can blah, 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 doing this all from one, one little phone. So anyways, so first and foremost, let's get into like learning about you know, how the media and the military work together. And you need to understand some basic, um, some basic foundational education about it so you're able to translate things a little better. So there's this uh, article. I'm just going to read from the articles because obviously this guy, he says it best, but this guy right here, his name is... I want to give this guy credit. Sorry. Hold on a second. Brandy Weekle. And um, John Darumple. Darumple. They, uh, they did the research for this article and uh, read it, wrote it. This is from CBC, which is a Canadian broadcasting channel. Um titled How Hollywood Became the Unofficial Propaganda Arm of the U.S. Military. 
Second World War launched Hollywood into a propaganda war that continues this day. American soldiers from the second industry. Okay, it's a picture. These guys standing next to a folder, uh, a poster. Okay. So this was originally published May 11th, 2020. This is part of a three-part series on ideas called Myths on Screen, Hollywood at War. Getting into the article. When the United States entered the Second World War, it wasn't just young men and women who enlisted. Hollywood also signed up, says Tanner Morales, an associate uh, professor of communication and digital media studies at Ontario Tech University, where previously the burgeoning movie town had been producing frothy films made to distract and entertain. The onset of war meant that it would now get into the business of persuading Americans to support the war effort, said Morales. Morales? who also has written several books about Hollywood's cultural empire, including Hearts and Minds. Minds is spelt like a like a like uh, an explosive mine. The U.S. Empire Culture Industry. The U.S. Office of War Information had unit dedicated exclusively to Hollywood. This is in World War II. The Bureau of Motion Pictures, Morelli says. Uh, between 1942 and 1945, the Bureau reviewed 1,652 scripts revising or discarding anything that portrayed the U.S. unfavorably, including any material that made Americans seem oblivious, or oblivious to the war or anti-war. The head of the Office of War, Information, of War Information was Elmer Davis, who said the easiest way to... This is, this is a government official who said that. He says this, the easiest way to inject a propaganda idea into most people's minds is to let it go through the medium of an entertainment picture when they do not realize they're being propagandized. Can you believe this? The government quotes themselves. Do you understand what is, I'm going to get right back in the article, but I just would like to comment. How crazy is it that the government is so sure about what they're doing and how they'll always win, where they'll just literally tell you how they're brainwashing you. And and it's on record. It's on record. I mean, look at this. The This guy, head of the Office of War Information in World War II, said this to the media. The easiest way to inject propaganda idea into most people's minds is to let it go through the medium of an entertainment picture when they do not realize they're being propagandized. Like, fuck. Fucking spit on it first, man. Yikes. Anyways. Um, Hollywood had received its marching orders. Going back to the article. Hollywood had received its marching orders from the military during the war, he says. People who'd been trained to sell soap, cereal, and home appliances were now being enlisted by the state to sell war to the American public. Tanner Morales, Associate Professor of Ontario, uh, Ontario Tech University, says no country in the world turns out as many images of itself as the military hero like the United States does. It is a unique cultural phenomenon phenomenon uh, to the United States. Historians and other academics point out that arrangement was beginning was the beginning of a uniquely American mission that continues even now. Relationships forged between the US government, agencies and, and Hollywood during the Second World War and Cold War shaped how stories about the military are being told. Many of Hollywood's films are embedded in the American military and made to glorify the American military, Morales says. No country in the world turns out as many images of itself as it does like the military hero. Films were and are the perfect vehicle for shaping popular opinion because seeing a movie provides such a galvanizing shared experience. In the 1940s, something like 90 million Americans were going to the movie every week. 
says Dan O'Meara, a political science professor at the University of Quebec. We tend to forget in this age of the internet and Netflix that watching movies in a pre-television age, when movies were the most important aspect of public entertainment, that you would go sit uh, that you would go sit in the dark surrounded by hundreds of others seeing the same films across America at the same time. And all the emotions evoked on screen were shared communally. The government wanted to ensure those shared communal feelings were supported, um, supported America's participation in the war, in part because it worried that it's, if its enemies would expose negative aspects of American society to Americans themselves, uh, says Nick Cole, a professor a, of public diplomacy at the University of Southern California, who has written several books on the history of propaganda. Fueling that anxiety was the fact that until the Second World War, the U.S. had never been threatened from the outside, says O'Meara. There was this sense of security, given its immense space and the fact that it was surrounded by two seas on two coasts and no foreign power could realistically attack the United States. The advent of air power, Pearl Harbor, changed that. Propaganda in the form of prop popular entertainment could help support panic and doubt with pride and heroism. Though we never saw combat itself, John Wayne was kind of a second World War hero, starting in countless films, including They Were Expendable and Back to Bataan. Americans can tell the story of World War II in a way that makes them feel good about themselves. British people are the same. We love hearing stories about World War II because we like to think of ourselves as the good guys, Cole said. To me, there are many complexities to this story, including the treatment of Japanese Americans, for example, or the dropping of the atomic bomb or the failure to understand the Holocaust and to react appropriately while it was happening. But Hollywood manages to find ways of making Americans always the good guys, Nazis the bad guys. All's right with the world. It can be turned into a very affirming, very bankable narrative. A narrative continued with Hollywood's approach to later conflicts, including the Vietnam War, a case in point, another famous or infamous John Wayne movie, The Green Berets. What's little known is that Wayne personally wrote to U.S. President Lyndon Johnson to ask the government to help him make a propaganda film about the conflict of Vietnam, says Morelli's. The Pentagon supplied props and military bases for the movie and, re and retained final script approval. It was later learned that atrocities attributed to North Vietnamese in the film were actually committed by American troops during war. This imperative to cultivate a sense of extern external threat to America, bad guys from abroad, would continue to be financially bankable and politically expedient as a storyline through the Cold War as well. Well, Where previously every major war involving the United States would be followed by dramatic cuts to military spending, there was, there was after Vietnam the ascendancy of the idea of a national security state, one that needed to stay on high alert, says O'Meara. And this began to... Incul, incul, inculcate, inculcate. Now I'm going to put that $5 word in my back pocket for later. And this began to inculcate, I hope that's a typo, inculcate within the American public this notion that, oh my God, there is a permanent and perpetual threat, that we are threatened by something that the bureaucrats called communism. Hollywood apparently held lessons for politicians as well. When U.S. President Harry S. Truman tried to get increased military spending through a hostile Congress, Senator Arthur Vandenberg 
advised him to scare the hell out of him, Amira says, and Hollywood played the vital role in scaring the hell out of Americans. So this was so this was to approve military spending that Congress's main strategy was to use entertainment to scare the American people into increasing military spending by by scaring its own people with media. And look at this, these are these are quotes on record. Back in the day, bro, they, I mean, when there was no internet, you didn't have to worry about being recorded all the time. Like, bro, the people in power really, really showed them show themselves. Anyways, back to the article. And Hollywood played the vital role in scaring the hell out of Americans. Americans' message-controlling tentacles reached outside the U.S. as well. In 1954, Doolittle report commissioned by U.S. President Dwight Eisenhower urged that no one should stand in the way of developing an aggressive, covert, psychological, and paramilitary organization. Its missions range from efforts to topple elected governments in Iran and Guatemala to swaying minds and cinemas around the world. Jesus. Can you imagine? Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that this is what the government openly just just declared, said, was on record? I can't, be- I can't believe. Can you imagine the government saying some shit like that now? Can you? I couldn't. Anyways. George Orwell's Animal Farm. By the way, that's how you should think your government thinks. Even though they go on TV and shit like that and say a bunch of fucking, they throw you a bunch, uh, throw the American people a bunch of softies and talk about how they, how they care and shit like no no no, this, you know the 1950s government where they would say crazy things on record because they weren't worried about shit. It's how those motherfuckers, how mo, yeah how how, you know what I'm saying, you know how the how politicians and stuff like that they think they just don't say it out loud anymore because, you know what I'm saying cancel culture and shit like that but these this is how these motherfuckers still think don't ever get it twisted anyways back to the thing um let me start off that last sentence its missions range from efforts to top elected governments in iran and guatemala to swaying minds and cinemas around the world george orwell's animal farm is one example made in, made in britain the hit feature-length animated film based on orwell's novel was eventually shown in classrooms across the globe it wasn't until four decades later when Cold War historian Tony Shaw was going through archives about the classic novel that it came to light that the CIA secretly purchased the film rights and subsequently turned the story into a propaganda project, entirely revising the ending so the pigs, who represent communist masters, are overthrown by the other animals on the farm. This rescript Can you believe that? George Orwell was like... Fuck. George Orwell was... You know, essentially, you know, calling calling the world powers out, and the very people he was calling out rewrote his rewrote his his script to make it support the American narrative. Isn't that crazy? Um, let me read that one more time so we can get back into it. I'll I'll quit giving my fucking hot takes as I'm reading. This rescripting was intended by the CIA to act as some sort of symbol or inspiration for a revolution among, e- a li- among people living in the Eastern Bloc countries against their communist leaders, says Shaw. But it was equally designed for the soft left in Western Europe. While the novel Animal Farm was exceptionally popular among critics and the intellin- intelligentsia, another $5 word, most ordinary people who saw the film wouldn't have read the book, he said, which is true. The filmmakers, husband and wife team John Halas and Joy Bachelor, knew there was American investment in the film, but didn't know they were essentially working for the CIA. This 
Uh, both were regarded as social democratic left-wing characters and would not have been happy to seen as dupes of the American government. End of story. You know, that, that, you know, this last part where it says the filmmakers, husband and wife, Teen John, Hallas, and Joy Batchelor knew there was American investment in the film, but didn't know they were essentially working for the CIA. This happens a lot, bro, in, in, in Hollywood now, by the way. Lots of, lots of Argo. You know the movie Argo? Lots of Argo type situations, but they're not there to rescue people. They're there pretending to be part of the film crew. Um, do you know what I'm saying? It gives them a reason to be in town. It gets some of their guys in the area. And then they still know how to make money from the film. And then they'll make sure that they, you know, while they're there filming something or what have you, even though that they really just needed people in the area for an operation or whatever, they'll still make money on the film. And then they'll make sure the film is swayed to push a narrative, make a person, you know, make a certain person look good or what have you. You really have to pride uh, our intelligence agencies and operations for. I, I keep using this. They are like, think of them like, you know, Native Americans, how they used every part of the buffalo. Like when there's a bad situation that happens, the CIA and the intelligence agencies don't go, oh, we better fix this. They say, okay, well, we got a mess to clean up. How can we also turn this, you know, how can we turn um, these lemons into fucking lemonade? So you just really have to. I mean, even back in the 50s and stuff like that, it, this was common practice. So you you really have to really understand they use every part of it, and even though you don't you think the narrative is one narrative, there are many narratives within a situation that our intelligence agencies, military or government takes advantage of. Like think of like the fucking pandemic. Like so, problem most likely from what I've been hearing in lots of like intel chat rooms, etc., was this possibly could have been revenge because they thought we were getting involved in Hong Kong. It's our, the Hong Kong rights. Like I said, this is pontification. Don't fucking quote me on this shit. Um, but, and so essentially COVID was like weaponized. Fuck you back to America or the Western world for getting involved because we were trying to keep Hong Kong afloat. Do you guys remember all those? Hong Kong riots and stuff like that where the, where, the, where the students were using the laser pointers and they were making catapults and shit like that and they were waving the American flag. Fuck, can you imagine how pissed off that would like... Bro, imagine if LA erupted in riots and everyone was waving communist flags like, and you were an American you're like, get these motherfuckers out of here. Like, So apparently, this is what some people are saying in that where I've had my nose in is that they sent COVID here as kind of a fucky retaliation and you know what i'm saying everyone everyone f figured out like yeah this is a bad situation for the united states but also how can we benefit from this you know what i'm saying can we you know like how can we get a lot of things that happen checked off the list and then right here back here you know we're talking about this film this is a mentality you need to really understand when you see things happen in the news when bad things happen to us because everyone likes to pontificate that the government secretly tried to fucking do whatever to people. Lots of times, yeah, the the government and intelligence agencies are kind of um, they have they definitely live in the world of psychopathy. But and the same token, they just know how to turn lemons into lemonade. That's kind of what makes our intelligence agencies the shit. That's why we're we're so scared and revered. Because like. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you could drop a bomb on us and somehow we figured out how to, you know what I'm saying? We'd figure out how to, 
turn that into you being our bitch five years from now, uh, getting a couple of things checked off the list, you know, increasing, you know, wealth gap so we can make sure no up and comers try to like get into power. Like it's just, you can just cross so many things off the list, even though a bad thing would happen to us, we can still use it to progress things like that's just how it is in this article right here where it's talking about how they hijacked the animal farm film and the people who were making it thought they were remaking a an orwell classic ended up getting funded by the cia so they could use those propaganda across the rest of the world like you just really have to pride intelligence agencies on that sort of mentality and that is it's an inherent skill. Like you have to, uh, you know, people who climb the ladder in those agencies, et cetera, they, you know, they, they are psychopaths. They, they, they'll, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They were just, they're crazy that way. But anyways, that's our, that article where it shows how, you know, since the world war two, essentially, um, the military and the intelligence agency has gotten their claws into, the entertainment industry and they use it for certain things i mean going back to this quote can you believe this guy quoted this in the fucking press but the head right going back the head of the office of war information was elmer davis who is quoted saying the easiest way to inject propaganda idea into the into most people's minds is to let it go through the media of an entertainment picture where they do not realize they are being propagandized holy shit what a fucking psychopath now we're building up a base. I want you to build up a base of understanding that how deeply ingrained our entertainment industry is and in partnership with um, the military and intelligence agencies. And it's been for a long time. So we got that one in the books, right? So here's another one by the National Museum of American History. Hollywood went to war in 1941 as it wasn't easy. That's the title. Rot written by Larry Margaskuk. Margaskic. Okay, so here's the article. May is 8th is the anniversary of V-Day, the day that Germany unconditionally surrendered in 1945 to end World War II in Europe. Young American soldiers, sailors, and airmen came of age during the war, and so did Hollywood. The role played by the movie industry will be part of a new exhibition scheduled to open in 2018 that will showcase the, nat the nation's cultural history. Going into the article, when the United States went to war in December 1941, so did Hollywood. President Franklin D. Roosevelt, General Dwight D. Eisenhower, studio executives, filmmakers, actors, and directors knew that movies were essential for boosting the morale of troops overseas and Americans at home. This is obviously a an article written with a more rosy set of glasses towards, you know, the United States government, obviously. So just getting into it, you can tell. Anyways, uh, they knew that movies were essential for boosting the morale of troops overseas and Americans at home. The Roosevelt administration asked Hollywood to ask itself, will this picture help win the war? Oh, yeah, this mar this article is totally nose up the ass. It took time for the U.S. military to build up his forces to go on the offensive. And the same was true of the movie industry. It wasn't so easy to integrate a privately owned industry in a democracy with government regulators and censors. Yikes. But just as the U.S. military went from early defeats to soaring victories, the movie industry came through, sometimes in vivid technicolor. Jesus, bro. Cut the balls. 
the Second World War and the role played by Hollywood will have a place in the new exhibition where visitors will see how sports, music, entertainment reflected and shaped the American experience. Exhibition curators have much to choose from. The museum's ex extensive World War II collection includes Irving, Berling, Irving Berlin's piano and the album from his all-soldier play. This is the Army. The all-soldier play. A hat worn by a member of the nation's first racially integrated all-woman swing and jazz band. Wow. Uh, I guess scroll through this. Where's that little gem I found earlier? Do, 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 do. A comic book cover depicting a movie theater with silhouetted heads viewing Superman, Batman, and Robin saluting a flyby and the Army-Navy football program, that which included a photo of the USS Arizona, which was sunk a week later at Pearl Harbor. Curators are hoping to show visitors scenes from videos that helped shape the American experience during the war. When the United States entered World War II, Hollywood changed golden slippers for GI boots. Make believe for reality. And a summary of the book Movie Lot to Beachhead, published by the editors of the now defunct Look magazine. Theater owners sponsored bond drives in their lobbies offered free seats to purchasers of war bonds and set out containers for scrap metal and rubber in theaters. Nowhere was the impact greater. However, on the screen, newsreels, military combat footage, informative short films, cartoons, and full-length features all told the story of America at war. So I'm going to give a little hot take on this. So far, we're into this, right? Okay, now I remember why I thought this article was important. Because you can sit here and see how they're talking, you know, they're, they're talking about you know, swing bands, uh, comic book, comic books, um, sports teams, etc. Right? We're just going into that. That's how extensive propaganda is and reaches throughout. Can you imagine what now? You know, what I'm saying like it does. If that's just World War Two, right? We got that in swing. We got all those people in place. And just like the government likes to take power, but it doesn't like to give it back, right? How remember? You remember how the Patriot Act was supposed to be temporary? Then they signed it into law. Do you remember that? That was. Did you know that the temp, the Patriot Act was supposed to be a temporary measure, and they had to keep voting on it. Like they voted on it like three times to keep renewing it. And now it's just it's just the law, because the government doesn't like to take. Once it gets its fingers into something, it doesn't like to give it back. You understand? And this is this is a prime example. How I mean this this museum's talking about how sports and comic books and movies and music or whatever, you know, all help the war effort. Well. After World War II, you think the government's like, oh, hey, you guys can have this media machine back. Fuck no, bro. Fuck no. They're in it. They're in it to win it, bro. So they, uh, they, were, they were there to stay. After they, they used the war as an excuse to, like, you know, we got to do it for the greater good. We're going to be working with you and with music and whatever because we got to make sure, you know, it boosts morale. And you think those people left after that, especially being able to live in Hollywood and California, you know what I'm saying? Hanging out with those rich and beautiful people. No, those motherfuckers stayed there. And they're still there. You understand? You understand? You know, the government doesn't give power back once it gets it. It'll use an excuse of, you know, uh, uh, self-preservation. But those motherfuckers are still there. And I, and I imagine, like, if you think about it, from the, from the 40s, when World War II was happening, till now, like, how, how much is that? relationship galvanized and grown etc or now it's just part of our government infrastructure we don't talk about you really need to understand that 
You know what I'm saying? Everything, you know what I'm saying? I mean, this is World War II. They were involved in sports and comic books and music and movies and whatever. That sounds like our whole media machine. You think they, they, that the government and shit like that have pulled back because we're not World War II anymore? Fuck no. Anyways, I just thought I'd say that. Anyways, nowhere was the impact greater, however, than on the screen, newsreels, military combat footage, informative short films, cartoons, full-length features, all told the story of America at war. Roosevelt called the movie theater a necessary and beneficial part of the war effort, according to a March 1942 quote from the defunct motion picture Herald, repeated in the book Projections of War, Hollywood, American Culture, and, the war, and World War II by Thomas Doherty. Hollywood had serious questions to answer. How much of the most gruesome combat should how much of gruesome combat should be shown? How should Nazi leader Adolf Hitler and Japanese Prime Minister Hideki Tojo be portrayed? How much power should government censors have? Should films be used for propaganda? Oh bullshit. They didn't ask themselves those questions. Like I said, bro, this is like rosy glasses. Uh, under the Production Code Administration, a voluntary self-regulatory system of movie industry, combat was quite literally bloodless, according to Doherty's projection of war. Well, I mean, how can you show blood with black and white? But gradually, incrementally, spurred on by Life magazine and newspaper wire photos, newsreels and documentaries show wounded GIs, fallen soldiers draped by blankets or canvas, and in the later war years, servicemen shot dead on beachfronts. Um... In Walt Disney's cartoon De Fuhrer's Face, December 1942, Donald Trump, Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Duck asked audience, audiences to sing Heil to Hitler's face. Some government officials, however, believed that the enemy should be portrayed as the militaristic system of Axis powers. The theory was that if Hitler or Tojo died, Americans should not believe the war effort was done. See? See? I fucking told you. See? Just if... The theory, this, their theory was, look at what these motherfuckers are saying. The theory was that if Hitler or Tojo died, Americans should not believe the war effort was done. Can you fucking see? They don't like to give back power. Despite this government view, Doherty pointed out his book, Hollywood Believed Villains, were more compelling to audiences. The hardest hit anti-Axis films were the cartoons because characters could be transformed into anything the filmmakers wanted. Japanese people could be transformed into squealing pigs, and Hitler was characterized as a psychopath and a screeching neurotic, sometimes as an animal or vulture, said the book, doing their bit, wartime effort animated short films, by Michael S. Scholl. The greatest cartoon stars joined the war effort. Bugs Bunny, Tom and Jerry, Porky Pig, Daffy Duck, Donald Duck, Goofy, Pluto, Wood Woody Woodpecker, and the superstar who punched out the bad guy's Popeye. I was showing his Batman Superman comic book where Superman, Batman, Ra, and Robin are all saluting audience members inside of a theater. This is a comic book, bro. If this is how they're using, this is the one I'm looking at right now. If it's a comic book, literally with like planes and it's it's total it looks like a war propaganda poster, but it's a comic book, ninety six three pages. If this is how they're using superheroes back then think of how they're probably using superheroes movies now it's probably more subtle but the themes etc right they they prime you behavioral priming behavioral priming is a real phenomenon sales salesman the greatest salesman in the world will tell you they use it all the fucking time 
know what I'm saying? If someone who sells you a car tries to sell you something expensive you didn't want to buy in the first place is using it, think of how fine-tuned the government is using that shit. But yeah, look, I'm looking at this DC Comics, comics book where basically Batman, Superman, and Robin are like saluting with all these jets and planes behind them. This is the comics they put out back then. I can only imagine how they're using superhero movies now. Right? Anyways, let's keep going. I'm learning all sorts of little nuggets. I knew, yeah, I read through this article once, and I was like, oh, yeah, I want to use that. And now, starting now as, as we're going back through it, I'm like, yeah, this is something I want to talk about. But like I said, I'm laying down a foundation, because we're going to get to how it applies to this COINTELPRO program. Like I said, this is going to be a little bit longer, but this is something... Uh, I feel like it's more cons- uh, more concise, more comprehensive, and I think it it really gives you like a pair of prescription lenses at the at the end. I promise, there's a fucking payoff. We got to build foundations, you know what I'm saying? Um, so here's after I, you know, the censorship. This uh, this part of the article is labeled censorship. From the beginning of the U.S. entry in the war, the movie industry wanted to shape its films. Um shape its films to help bring victory. It just didn't want the government to tell the studios how to do it, but any studio executive who thought he could avoid government direction was mistaken. In June 1942, the White House created the Office of War Information to build public support for the war. Basically a propaganda effort. The government's existing Bureau of Motion Pictures came under new agency. A separate Office of Censorship was created to oversee censorship of films, and there were also military censors. Can you believe that? This is America. This is, you know, the Constitution was still a thing then. They created the Office of Censorship to oversee the censorship of films. You know, we we talk a lot about how China censors, censors stuff or whatever, but I mean, God. Anyways, moving on. There were, fu- there were furious debates between Hollywood and government agencies. There was internal warfare between the agencies. It all focused on how much c- control government should exercise. But in mid-1943, there was a truce. Government and industry discovered that they needed each other. Oh, they just discovered it. Crazy. The authors wrote, from a mixture of patriotism and the profit motive, Hollywood became a compliant part of the American war machine. Did you see that? A a compliant part of the American war machine. Once the industry realized censorship would be smart showmanship, the industry was only too eager to cooperate. Unlike German films glorifying Hitler and the Nazis, U.S. propaganda had to be subtle. Elmer Davis, the journalist who headed the Office of War Information, said, according to Hollywood, goes to war. The easiest way to... Here's Here's that quote again. The easiest... Oh, my God. Can you believe this guy said this to the media? The easiest way to inject a propaganda idea into most people's mind is to let it go through the medium of an entertainment picture when they do not realize that they are being propagandized. Hmm. I wonder what's going on in that Avengers movie. How many themes are in that? Can you believe this? Can you believe the government back then would just be like, yeah, you know what? We are trying to brainwash motherfuckers. And we just jingle our keys in front of them with... With you know, with moving pictures and uh, uh, to get them on our side, like we're sheep. Anyways, for example, crowd scenes might show women in uniform. Teenagers would be participating in war activities, and businesses would display war posters. To sum up how important movies were to Americans during the war, you only have to imagine peering into the theaters and seeing every seat filled. 
Perhaps Army Chief of Staff General George Marshall said it best in comment re in a comment repeated in Projections of the War. Marshall said that the war had seen the development of two new weapons, the airplane and the motion picture. He called this dude called motion pictures. They called movies weapons. God. <clears throat> but yeah. So, you know, it, media has mo multiple uses, you know, and this right here shows how this, even though this article was basically cupping the, the U.S. government's balls, um, you know, showing that, you know, we're, we once we got into Hollywood during World War II, bro, we never left. We never left. And we made that shit our own house. You know what I'm saying? We squatted in Hollywood for the means of, you know, propagandizing. But where's, the, where's that quote? Uh, do, 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 do. Where is that quote back here? Government and industry discovered they needed each other. Get the fuck out of here, bro. Get the fuck. It's, yeah, bro. Like a leech. You know? <laughs> it's like a deer and a tick discovered that they needed each other. From a mixture of patriotism and the profit motive. Get the fuck out of here, bro. Anyway, so yeah. I mean, the government, once they got in, they did not leave, man. They did not leave. Believe it or not, if you go through history uh, and you look at some of the CE, former CEOs of lots of movie studios and stuff like that and upstarts back then, they're former military. They were former military, former military commanders, etc. They reported, you know what I'm saying? Like, So we put our own guys at the head of some of these giant fucking corporations during that time. Like, you know what I'm saying? If you, have, if you have somebody who has a direct line to the military like that like of course they're going to start hiring their own people etc like people see hollywood and the american media as this disconnected thing and you think that they work in cahoots like no 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 no. the media doesn't work you know what i'm saying the mass media doesn't work with the guy it's not a partnership it is the government we went we 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 put our finger we we set down roots during world war ii and we just never left it's just a flashier form of, a, you know, just a flashier wing of our government. It, you know what I'm saying? It's not a partnership. They don't work against each other for their own means. They, it is them. Do you understand? It is them. Okay, so that was important because I wanted to use a source to show, you know what I'm saying, how, you know, how deeply ingrained it was. Okay, moving on to the next thing. So I want to sh play you an now I want to play you a episode of the very first Twilight Zone episode. It's called it's just a clip from it. You're going to hear the audio, but you can go watch the whole thing. It's for free. It's called Where is Everybody? It's the very first episode of Twilight Zone. And this is when you know Hollywood was being run by the military. The Twilight Zone was a huge show. Huge show. And this is the very first episode, so you can really understand, you know, who was setting the tone, who was setting the writing points, etc. But it's basically, they put this guy in an experiment. This was the very first episode of Twilight Zone. It's called Where Is Everybody? You can, look, you can watch it for free. They put this guy in an experiment, and they fucked with his head, and they fucked with his mind, and they gaslit him, and they created this whole town and environment to, like, fuck with this dude's head. 
And this is the end of the episode where the military, it was basically like a special military, you know, experiment where they fucked with this dude to the point where he had a fucking breakdown, which is something lots of people in COINTELPRO, uh, gang stalking, etc. Because these tactics, believe it or not, originate from this time because they taught a bunch of locals this shit to keep the commies out of the suburbs. And, um, yeah, you just got to listen to this clip. See, listen to how it's written. Um, you know, how, how, the guys, the main guys talking are the military guys. And then there's the guy who's the victim. He's like, ah, oh, this is horrible. And then there's some media guys there. So here, go ahead and listen. This is just an ending clip part of it. That's roughly equivalent to a trip to the moon, several orbits, and return. And this was a simulated trip to the moon. Is that right, General? For all intent and purpose, yes. What about these wires attached to him? Electrodes. All of his reactions were charted and graphed. Respiration, heart action, blood pressure. What happened to him toward the end, General, before he pushed that button or whatever it was? What happened to him is that he cracked. Delusions of some kind, we assume. But let me tell you all something, gentlemen. If any one of you were confined in a box five feet square for two and a half weeks... All by your lonesome, without hearing a human voice other than your own. I'll give you especially good odds that your imagination would run away with you too. Such as his obviously did. Excuse me. Detail? How do you feel, So much better, sir. I'm sorry, but... Toward the end. All right. What was it like, Ferris? Where did you think you were? A place I don't want to go again, sir. A town. A town without people, without anybody. What was the matter with me, Doc? Just off my rocker, huh? Just a kind of a nightmare that your mind manufactured for you. You see, we can feed the stomach with concentrates. We can supply microfilm for reading, recreation, even movies of a sort. We can pump oxygen in and waste material out. But there's one thing we can't simulate. That's a very basic need. Man's hunger for companionship. The barrier of loneliness. That's one thing we haven't licked yet. Next time it won't be just a box and a hanger, will it? No, Mike. Next time you'll really be alone. Go away up there. Next time it won't be a dream or a nightmare. Next time it'll be for real. So don't go away. We'll be up there in a little while. Anyways, so that's a whole episode of Twilight Zone where they gaslit the shit out of this guy. The military was involved, etc. Um, and believe it or not, the Twilight Zone was what during that time a way for people in the intelligence military community to write stories that kind of hinted at some of the fucked up things going on in the government it was kind of this you know this outlet but they couldn't officially say lots of things so the stories would be themed and 
you know what I'm saying, to kind of let, kind of give a hint as to some of the crazy things that, you know, the government was up to. And, you know, it's, and, you know, it's one of the reasons why it was on late at night, um, et cetera, because of the subject matter. But at the same time, it was also like this outlet for writers, et cetera, to see how far they can go without actually saying it, um, and, you know, before government censors would be like, nah, you gotta, you gotta pull that shit back. But even, you know, in, in that episode of Twilight Zone, if you are, um, somebody in the gang stalking or whatever, you need to really understand, uh, there are so many similarities about what happens to a person that they get massively disillusioned. And in that episode, they kept him in a box and they played him movies and they hooked him up to electrodes and stuff like that. And they made, and he was in a simulation but they made him feel like what was going on was real. Um, but that that level of disillusionment, etc., in this program, making you believe things that aren't happening because they rely on your other senses. They were they rely on you know telling the story up until you know the crescendo, and then they have you fill in the gap with your your biggest fear. Um, they'll they'll fucking. They'll disillusion you by, like, abusing you, making you feel like, oh, you deserve this for some reason. Like, you understand, I try to explain to you guys, like, this is very abusive. It is essentially brainwashing a person over time because they're con- the people who are in this program, your reality is being controlled. Do you understand? And your mind only makes sense of the input. Believe it or not, your brain simulates the universe... Based on input, based on consensus, based on seeing what other people are doing, etc. And when a large group of people, like the military or military, a group of military contractors or a group of military contractors working with the organized crime in your neighborhood, you know what I'm saying, or in your town, which you understand, organized crime, organized crime, they're huge, thousands of people, especially when it comes to the cartel, especially here in a border town, bro. Just everyone has, you know what I'm saying? It's it's like a giant corporation. It's like GE. But instead, they cover everything to do with the underworld. Or drugs, or sex, or what. They just control those things, which lives on the other side of the fence. But, like, here in San Diego, like, especially when I went through my bullshit. I mean, I'm still going through it. Now these assholes are just shooting shit at me and trying to make me leave town. Because I'm being annoying. Like, I'm digging into things that I shouldn't be. I'm staying longer... You know what I'm saying? They try to make me leave town because they don't want me asking questions and figuring out who was involved and getting people in trouble and shit like that. So now I'm just being annoying. They're less trying to disillusion me, and now they're just trying to shovel dirt over me while trying to... Do you know what I'm saying? They don't want to turn me into a fucking martyr. So they just shovel dirt over me a little bit every day. A little bit of radiation here. A little bit of poison in my food there. But anyways, when I was going through this shit here in San Diego, when I was really going through like the psychological trauma... Um, you know, you are so disillusioned. They make you believe a reality that isn't real, essentially. And they will make it real by controlling your, your informational input. You know, they hack your phones. Um, they, so they control all the information coming into your phone. There's an article I re- wrote about on meshnews.org. It's up on the top of the page. It's called uh, Balls. How did I? I wrote the damn article. I, remember the, I can't remember the name. It's called on, Spoilnet. It's a basic, it's basically, so a filter bubble is like, they control the information that comes to you. Think of it like this invisible, 
you know, a little bubble around you and all the information that comes into you is filtered, whether that be through keywords or they don't want you seeing certain images or videos or things with your name on it or whatever. They'll make sure that somehow you're and you don't see things, people writing things about you, whatever. They'll filter that through. So you you can be totally unaware of what's going on because they've learned to filter, to actively filter using artificial intelligence, things coming into your phone, uh, into your television etc. I mean, and it uses image recognition algorithms and all sorts of parameters, but it's, it's a computer doing it. So it reacts quickly based on input and reaction and things you type in your search box. And, you know, what I'm saying it analyzes the, your emotional state, analyzes things that you're getting passionate about, things that you're looking into, what have you. And there's obviously somebody that controls that, but then there's also people looking at that data set and looking at the at your information diet, the things that you're biting on, things that are getting you upset, what have you, so they know, okay, we're gonna push this, we're not gonna push this anymore. Okay, he's getting too close to the he's getting too close to things over here. It's just this whole fucking production, man. And, you know, essentially in my case, they used trying to make me feel like I was this fucking horrible person. I'm committing hate crimes. I'm stealing from people in my community, like, and they just keep hammering you with that. They keep beating yourself over the fucking head over and over and over and over and over again. And so you feel like I deserve this. I'm going to, you know what I'm saying? Because when you, the mind has this ability to allow abuse to continue if you feel like you deserve it, but you can brainwash a person into thinking they deserve something by just repeating something over and over again. It's it's a literal phenomenon. There's something called the six methods of persuasion. Believe it or not, there is literally just six um, principles that will convince you something is real. Six primers, that's it. And all they have to do is keep hammering those six things. I mean, that's not a hard thing. I mean, bro, that's one more than a finger you have in your hand. So all they have to do it's it's called the six methods of persuasion you can look it up yourself and they just keep hammering those things over and over and repetition is what makes it stick is you keep repeating the themes and the narratives and your opposition to you know you know like the the target of this abuse's opposition like no this isn't true whatever you just keep repeating it yes it is you mix in pain and bad experiences etc because the human mind doesn't have the ability to understand why somebody would be mean to it because empathy is naturally a programmed emotion. We, you know, we look at faces, etc. We can see pain. We can hear pain in people's voices. It's the same reason why, like, at a, you know, what I'm saying, music will make you cry at certain parts of a movie when something sad is happening. Like, you were, you're, they're playing on your emotions. You're just these series of little, you know, emotional trigger buttons. But what makes you believe something is true is those six methods of persuasion. Um, actually, let, let me get into that. Because we, we, like I said, this is going to be a long one. I'm thinking, you know what I'm saying? So, but you're going to learn a whole lot. I swear. Uh, hold on. My hour is coming up for this recording. i got to add another hour. Okay, six methods of persuasion. Let me put this into my Google machine. Uh, Caldini's six principles of persuasion are reciprocity. So you give me something, 
or I receive something in return and the thing that I received makes something real. The second principle is scarcity. So how important something is, how scarce it is, if it's a finite thing, makes people think, oh, well, that must be legit if it's so important. Okay, and then there's authority. So if the information comes from an authority uh, on something, you know, you ever heard that uh, five out of six doctors recommend whatever toothpaste? That don't mean shit. I know lots of dentists who are cokeheads. You know what I'm saying? Like, that don't mean shit. But authority makes people think it's real. So if it comes, you know, if a police officer says something or, you know, pe everyone's got a fucking price, but who cares? So if it comes from an authority source, whether that person is, you know, it's somebody near that person who verifies that information or what have you, makes our brain feel like things are real because we rely on crowdsource information if we can't, if we don't have time or the resource to look into facts. Uh, commitment, and consist commitment and consistency is another one. Commitment meaning if they're doing, if somebody is doing something like this over and over and over and over again, there must be a reason because people don't do things in vain. They do things, they're motivated by, by something. And so commitment and consistency is the fourth principle. And commitment and consistency, so consistency meaning if they keep going at it, if they keep doing something, if they keep saying something, what have you, it must be real. Like I said, these are scientific principles of persuasion. So if you know the things that can hack a person's mind into believing something is true, they're going to hit you with these things over and over and over again. And the thing is, is it has to be repetition of these six principles. And that's all it is. It's just six it's just, it's not this myriad of, it's six, it's six, that's, that's how simple humans are, you understand? Um, liking, liking, so if you like the person, or you feel like the person's from your tribe, so yeah, liking is number five, so if you think a person is from your tribe, they speak your same language, if you're white and they're white, if you're brown and they're brown, if you speak Spanish and they speak Spanish, if you speak English and the person is speaking English, I mean, have you ever gone to another country, everyone's speaking another language, but then like, I don't know. The guy could be uh, a, a fucking mass murderer who eats, you know what I'm saying, who eats his victims. But, you know, you're in the middle of Sweden and you find one other guy who speaks English. You're like, oh, my God. And all of a sudden you can become friends and shit like that. Liking is important. People who are from your tribe convince you that, well, if this person who I identify with thinks this thing is true or is making me believe something is true, I will, in fact... Uh, absorb that narrative and then consensus um but yeah liking and also people that you you look up to that's also under the liking principle which is why they use like sports stars and actors to sell you things is because you like them do you understand and then the sixth one is consensus so if everybody is doing something if everybody's saying something consensus that means that it must be true if everybody is saying this. Everywhere I go, people are saying, you know what I'm saying, uh, I don't know. Uh, remember how everyone was saying Red Bull was made from bull semen? Do you remember that stupid shit? Or it's from a chemical from bull jizz? Or what? Do you remember when people would say that stupid shit? Everyone would say it. I remember, you know, I was doing construction. I had, I don't know how many fucking retards would say that shit to me. Like, and they, they would say it with conviction. It's like, that's not true, you moron. Like, people say crazy things. And people keep repeating crazy shit because they just like to talk and they and people are just wait for their turn to talk. I'm going to get right back into this podcast thing, but I think it's important to keep touching on this because the overall, you know, uh, information, this overall uh, 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 
you know, block of information on make you gag on. It's a lot to take in, but there's all these little things, and they all fit together like a puzzle piece. And they, you know, all these little things of sci- uh, behavioral science, etc., they all fit together, and that's what makes this whole program. But yeah, consensus. And and like you, and here's the thing: is consensus is hackable. It's fucking hackable. You should definitely look and watch that episode of by. I mean, after this. Or put it on your watch list if you're on YouTube or something. Go put it on your save for later list. John Oliver does this great episode of Last Week Tonight where he talks about astroturfing. And how there are these corporations who hire these like shitty two-bit actors, whatever. They call themselves actors, but they're just assholes. And they give them talking points and they go to political rallies. They'll show up to city council meetings. They'll just they'll go to public places and repeat lies. They'll pretend to be protesters. They're not even real. It's just for the camera. It's to make you feel like you know. They'll they'll this com- they're companies that you can pay to get like a thousand people to show up and act like they're all against something. They're not. They just all got paid a hundred bucks a pop to show up for an hour, and and to look good on camera. But you have to see this episode on astroturfing, because consensus is so important because the human mind works on crowdsource information you know what i'm saying and in this new information age we have not evolved fast enough to combat this we've had four or five thousand years of living in tribes man so these inherent things were things that we relied on in social settings but now since the since the government has taken a really good interest in just the past hundred years of breaking down behavioral science, etc. They could have you hating the person you should be supporting and loving the person who's fucking who's fucking you. Do you understand? The government goes out of its way to understand behavior, mass behavior, behavioral science, um, consensus, you know what I'm saying, etc. to essentially, you know what I'm saying, can get to puppet you to do whatever the fuck you want. Uh, it, it's an exact science, you understand? It's not a pseudoscience. It's an exact science. It's literally built on behavioral science. The word science indicates that we can keep repeating the same as results, just like math, and keep getting the same answers because we base it on things that we put through the scientific process. Do you understand? That's important. So, like, when people say the science has changed, that's a crazy statement. They should just be saying we lied the first time. But anyways... So consensus, and you know, let's go. Let's let's get on to consensus. This this one uh, a little bit more because I want to show you how just because a large group of people think a thing is true or what have you, they are some in most cases very fucking wrong. Here, here's another example. There's the Jonestown massacre. If you don't know what the Jonestown massacre is, so this guy named Jim Jones, he moved to South. He moved. He he started a cult here in the United States. Uh, Jim Jones in the 70s and then his cult got so big and people were donating all their money and just becoming part of this cult that eventually he went down to South America and started this thing called Jonestown and he had this whole group of people there and he was just like this little god and it's actually you know the phrase don't drink the Kool-Aid was was coined because of this situation the Jonestown massacre where Jim Jones, his his whole little thing when he finally moved down to South uh, South South America after he started his cult and it got ginormous, he convinced like nearly a thousand. He convinced over a thousand people 
to go down there. And he just had this large group of people who treated him like he was God, like he was Jesus. There's been countless documentaries on him. But he realized some of the shit he was doing was getting out of hand and people were leaving the the cult and telling people in the United States about what was happening. And he started feeling the U.S. government was onto him and he didn't want to go down. So he took his 900 followers that followed him blindly and he convinced them all to drink this Kool-Aid and make a huge sa- sacrifice and it had, ar- it, ha- it had cyanide in it. And 900 people just went into this tent and all drank the Kool-Aid and just this huge flock of dead bodies uh, when the American government showed up to look into some of the things that people were saying. Just little kids were being fed this shit. Parents, mothers, old people. Um, you know what I'm saying? And like, you should really see the the pictures, man. They're just a field of bodies of people that blindly followed this guy into doing this. The cyanide lace punch. So people can be convinced to do things that are not in their best interest. 900 people just being like, yeah, you know what? We should just drink this, you know, and commit fucking suicide because this guy's saying this and we're going to go to heaven or whatever. Like, people are dumb. Uh, I think that that there's that... Oh, fuck. Rogan says on one of his podcasts, I hate to reference him because literally, you know, everyone referenced him. This dude, he's top of the world. Not that he's a dumb person. I'm just saying. He says some things sometimes. You're just like, that sounds kind of smart. Um... He says, like, people, uh, I'm going to paraphrase, I'm going to fucking chop it up, but he said this once, that people are, people tend to follow somebody who just says things confidently and slowly, like a monkey, like he, he I think he goes into it, he's like, who, 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 and it's fucking true. People think that because people are confident about the shit that they say or what have you, that it means they're fucking right. And real, in reality, nobody has the fucking answers. But yeah, the Jonestown Massacre is a great example of how consensus, it's, it's hackable. It's easily hackable. You can get lots of people to act against their own self-interest because they just paying attention to somebody who says things confidently. They presented an argument that you didn't realize there's lots of holes in it, um, etc. But it gets people emotionally charged and it can motivate people to do things. And then once people feel like they're part of something bigger... It gets even worse because then you have, then you have uh, what's that shit called? Uh, it's like crowd logic, essentially. And there's this great quote. I don't know who said it, but I, I keep repeating it. It's a person is smart, but a crowd of people is stupid. So once you get people working up in a frenzy, um, you know, like people just do stupid shit. So, I mean, I just wanted to touch on that. Because, you know, this guy going through this program in the, in the Twilight Zone episode, which was an early Twilight Zone episode, it was the very first Twilight Zone episode, um, it's essentially that when you're going through this program, you're being disillusioned, your information is being, con- uh, is being controlled, you're being told things, you're, you're, they're, they're hacking your, con- your, your consensus using the six methods of persuasion, reciprocity. So let's say you're going through this thing, reciprocity, the thing that you're going through, you know, saying... What you get in return for what happens, reciprocity, you know, to receive something back, will start to persuade you towards what they're saying or what they're the reality you're trying to make. Uh, the, the, the scarcity principle, do you know what I'm saying? Like, how unique is what you're going through 
starting to sell you on whatever lie they're starting to tell you. Because if you're going through a unique experience or you see this as very rare or, you know what I'm saying, etc., it'll start to convince you, like, yeah, this is odd. Like, this is out of place, etc. Uh, the authority principle. Let's use this for... Um, for 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 gang stalking etc so you'll have like uh cops telling you fucking you know this is going on because of this you'll have people in your community like hinting at it that's something that these motherfuckers love to do they love to hint at something but they make you but they allow you to come to your own conclusion because it makes you feel like it's your own idea but really they're just beating you over the head with a theme until it sticks but they'll use people in your community they'll use your if they get like your 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 family or friends involved, you can start to take you know their advice or people that you know. Um, you can start because you, you, you the human the human mind. You know what I'm saying you're you're a product of the thing you you take in. So like, if there are people that are repeating this theme back to you, etc., people that you know and trust, you can start to believe it. If they have like a girl that they paid to be your girlfriend and you trust her, you think she has your side. And she starts then repeating these narratives back to you and feeding the loop. Do you understand? Authority. That's why an inside guy is so important. Commitment and consistency. Commitment and consistency. The, the fourth principle. They're going to keep hitting you with these themes and keep telling you this is why this is happening over and over and over and over and over and over and over. And your mind, your mind digests that as... This must be real because it's everywhere and it won't stop. And you're one person when you have a large group of people coming at you with with what's called with uh, opposing information, what have you, especially if those people originally you thought were on your side or what have you. Right. They also hack authority over and over and over and over and over again. Like the human mind is a coastline, bro. And that ocean of bullshit, you're going to break down liking and consensus. So if you find people that you identify with or, you know, they like to filter your information, that filter bubble comes in, they'll start showing you search results for things that happen to similar people in similar situations. And everybody's different. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't just be like, well, this kind of happened to this guy, so it happened to me. So they'll use that sort of thing. They'll start to um, attach a false narrative to things that you identify with, whether that be... Uh, a brand, a movie star, a particular movie that you like. Um, they'll start to, you know what I'm saying? They'll start to repeat these narratives to you, things that you already believe or things that you already like um, and pair them up with with something that they're trying to sell you. So eventually you believe it. I mean, in politics, they, they, they use the opposite strategy. So people... And you can, here's the thing is you can go either way with this. You can go positive, right? Just because that's how a lot of sex grooming is. Do you understand? Is they, they marry the acts or whatever with things that person already likes. So they think that they like that shit. Believe it or not, that's how you groom girls and stuff like that. Um, but like liking, or, or I'm sorry, politics uses the same thing. But I think more people would understand it in the contemporary sense for uh, people don't like inflation, right? But then there's also the the Republicans who don't like Biden. So they say Biden inflation. So they're marrying two ideas together. Do you understand? To reinforce a narrative that they're pushing. And it's almost like a shortcut. The same thing can ha- you can do the same thing to things people like. Do you understand? 
So like when I started this, when I when I um when I first started going through this program, me personally, I had my own company and our company colors were orange, believe it or not. Before any of this shit happened. Before I I had you know what I'm saying for for a good 10 years my color my company's colors were orange and they started marrying the color orange to things that were positive while I was being abused so I would attract to them because I already self-identified with my company's uh branding etc because it was a part of me so they married one thing to another thing to essentially you know lend some sort of face false sense of security while I was being abused, because remember how I talked about how they use colors to essentially uh, guide you through the process, like red squatting, etc. Go through the other, but then they use you know they'll, they'll use the, uh, the same principle to you know frequency is probably the most important thing, as I've gone over in past podcasts where I break down how I, people who are being interviewed for marketing talking about frequency was the most important thing for a brand to send their message. And then consensus. So if you have a bunch of people around you gaslighting you, which I I had, I had lots of people from this community, etc., who were encouraged to get into this because everyone was told this was because like I was some sort of predator or some shit. Which anybody would just blindly believe if a bunch of cops went around saying it, which they did. But so other people got involved in my abuse thinking it was some giant joke and they didn't understand it was because these fucking cops were trying to run out uh, well, in the local sense, that these cops were trying to run out the statute of limitations. So no one was concentrating on cops and, and military guys with NSA detail were using their jobs and their authority and their position and their access to your data to to scout people in town for extortion, for, extortion for an extortion racket. So what were they doing? They weren't talking about that. But these same cops, because the halo effect and these same people in the military community were, were just kept repeating this lie over and over and over and over and over to everybody in town. Oh, oh, what's going on? We're just messing with this guy, blah, blah, blah. No, that's not true. In fact, I got to the bottom of all of it. I got to the bottom of all of it. Um, and none of it was true. None of it. None of it. Like, not even a poof, not even a little speck of it was fucking true. But... They had they told all these people in my community because they're trying to cover their ass all this crazy shit and so people in my community a large portion of it started participating in my abuse. Obviously, they painted me as the you know the wor- the most despicable piece of shit ever. You're just like, well, yeah, and then you're hearing these lies coming from cops and stuff like that. People just blindly think all police aren't pieces of shit. Like a cop is just an asshole in a Dickies uniform who got D's in high school. Okay, you can get D's in high school and become a cop. Now you're in charge of people's entire life story. You can ruin a life. You could lie. You could plant evidence. And they're trusting that. Like, they even put Stingray devices inside cop cars, which is basically like a miniature NSA. Like, you can just scrape someone's phone. You can tap into the phone. You can listen to the microphone. You can activate the camera. You can take the files off of there. You can modify the phone. You can change the setting. You can make the phone turn off. And they're trusting this to some fucking assholes who peaked in high school. Who didn't even peak in high school. Because you could get D's and still become a cop. So the idea, and here's the thing is, the media makes people think because we see cop shows and the cops always the good guy, etc. There are great fucking cops. I am not dumping on fucking cops. But 
people assume that a cop isn't a fucking liar because he wears a Dickies jumpsuit. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of cops were D students. They didn't go to college. And like I said, I'm not dumping on cops, but unfortunately, people have a mis they have a consensus that they're, you know, just because you become a cop that you're just this honorable person. Because, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's and it's repeated over and over and over in the, mili- in, in, in the media, etc., which we already know the media since World War II has been massively controlled by the government. Wouldn't it be beneficial to the government to continually put out a narrative that cops are always the good guys? So when the police tell you to do something like stay in your fucking home, wear this mask, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know what I'm saying? Which really doesn't do anything. I don't really care about the mask, but the science is out on that. Like, that shit was not saving people. I just saw it as, you know, whatever. If you're going to throw a temper tantrum and I need to shop at fucking Walmart, I'll wear a mask. It's not about my constitutional rights. I'm just not super extra on shit that I know is bullshit. I can elevate myself above something that's bullshit. But anyways, you know what I'm saying? Like, wouldn't it be beneficial to the media to continually, to have their little skull thumpers continuously having this theme put out that the cops are always the good guys, etc.? Like, it's beneficial, you know, especially because if they're the the police are the first line of defense for the people, the one percenters, etc. When they try to make us do shit, obviously they want to hit you with the theme over and over again that no matter what, the cop is always a good guy. And people have this programmed into them. And so when you have police who go around town and saying crazy things about me and getting everyone fucking riled up, they've already been pre-primed by a literal lifetime that the police wouldn't lie to you. Do you know what I'm saying? So, like, it just got out of hand. But going back to how this, that Twilight Zone episode really is, like, I wouldn't say triggering, but you going through this program, I was so disillusioned that sometimes, you know, obviously pharmaceuticals were used and narcotics as well, but then also lots of people participated because they thought, this was some big joke because the police were lying to people. They used consensus, one of the six principles of persuasion. Like I said, it's behavioral science. This shit is, this whole program is based on behavioral science, all of it. And it's not like super advanced when you hear behavioral science. It's not some sort of Pandora's box bullshit. It is psychology 101 shit. It's shit you learn at, at community college. All right. It's not, I, I'm not some super genius. I just have access to Google and I've been there. So please don't at any point if you if if you think that I'm I'm pontificating because I think I'm some sort of fucking genius, believe it or not. No, I just know how to use Google and a lot of this shit is like basic bitch psychology 101 at a community college. But just as you can use nuclear power to may to 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 heat and power homes, you can also use nuclear power to blow up buildings. And everyone knows about nuclear power. Do you understand? You need to understand behavioral science when it comes to the war of the mind or you're trying to tarnish someone's reputation, etc. You know what I'm saying? You can use behavioral science in a good way or in a fucking bad way. I think the best way to look at the the COINTELPRO 2.0 program being used is a quote from Snowden where he says... The worst conspiracies are hiding in plain sight. And essentially, this is hiding in plain sight. These are all basic bitch 
uh, just basic bitch psychology 101 principles that you learn about and read about in textbooks. Um, but they use it in methods where they put all the pieces of different things that they've learned about the human mind and misinformation and controlling populations and spreading disinformation about somebody who might say disparaging things and have proof about people in the government, etc. They know how to hack all this together. And it's publicly available information. It's not like some sort of mystery. These are all, all these things you can learn, you know, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a literal psychology 101 textbook. You'll see all these things, all these principles touched on. In fact, the thing that I tack on to the end of these podcasts where I, uh, lately, where I encourage you to watch the uh, five documentaries in particular, one of those is The Century of the South, and it's basically a crash course into all these things, how they got developed, how the U.S. military was uh, uh, and government was interested in how all this psychological uh, behavioral science was essentially made by Freud and Freud's nephew, Edward Bernays, and then, you know, all these other people who were inspired by Freud's work. It's really fascinating, but this is shit we discovered it's 50, 60, 70 years ago, and it's just applied in methods uh, on people to achieve a certain outcome. And I think the fact that they keep people in the dark about these things shows you, you know, your educational system wants to keep you in the dark. They want to teach you enough to be a good taxpayer. They're not going to teach you like, oh, this guy Edward Bernays was fooled by the government and he tried to figure out how to sell you more fucking cigarettes so you die early. You know what I'm saying? You know, like, you're not going to be taught that shit in school. They're going to teach you just enough to be a good taxpayer. And you got you to gotta venture out and learn about this other shit because there's more information out there after high school, man. There's more shit to learn. More shit and... and, and the more you learn how, you know what I'm saying, the government's funded this science. The government funded it because they're like, wait, wait, what? You can control people's impulses? You can make people do things that aren't in their own self-interest? Let me throw this fucking ducktails bag of money at you. Like, you, you really need to wrap your head around that. But in that, going back to all this, let's, let's boomerang back to on, on track. Because I just, I can pontificate about so, so many different little things. Is, um... Back to that Twilight Zone episode. It, if you watch it, you should totally watch it. Why not? It's a piece of vintage cinema. You you can culture yourself. You can tell you know tell you bring it up at a party. Sound interested? But you also can kind of get a little window into how once you're 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 you, if your stimulus is controlled, you can make the mind believe anything. And that's a key portion of this program is making the mind believe something is true by controlling its input. And it's literally based off of six principles six that's that's your hand plus one if you can't fathom that somehow somebody just has to get good at learning six different things to fuck with you maybe you think you're uh, a more you know unique flower and or snowflake but it's it's not it's it's basic it's basic everything that you buy everything that you like every industry you think that you know you're really into this thing and that's why you buy it no no it's because advertisers marketers pr people etc just learned six things and they're really good at those things and how to remix them just like a musician they learn about 808s they learn about beats they learn about highs they learn about mids they learn about music theory they learn about uh uh melody they learn about you know beat patterns they learn about you know i'm saying uh um 
all the things that they learn about music, right? So they learn those core things, like a musician does. They learn the core things, and then they can remix them together to make these beautiful works of art. Well, the same thing for people who work in the government and, and are part of this COINTELPRO program. The same thing for people who are in marketing. The same thing for people who are in advertising and PR. All they do is they learn core principles, like a motherfucker you understand they just learn core principles and then they can apply them and remix them into these beautiful works of art you know whether that beautiful work of art would be completely destroying a person's life or convincing a bunch of people you know uh uh uh, uh that uh you know fucking spanks are you know what i'm saying are a good idea you know it's just you could remix it any way you want but if you learn the core principles None of this shit sounds far-fetched. And it's just core principles, you understand? It's just core. It's, you know, you can be a construction worker. And as long as you understand, you know, like I used to do flooring. As long as you understand, you know, how to do your measuring right, right? So you get really good at the measuring tile around the corners and whatever. You get really good at mixing the mud. You understand, you know what I'm saying, that how you got to do the thin set. Um, you, you know what I'm saying? You got to, you, you, you learn how much... The, you know the 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 core ways of how to cut tile how much you know water and, and force to use on the saw uh how different how different how different uh mediums you got to use different pressure whatever i learned the core concepts and now i can just show up to any floor anybody's floor anybody's bathroom or whatever and since i know all those core pro things i can just come to unique situations and implement core processes it's across the board. This just happens. This program just happens to be for behavioral science and consensus and 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 smearing a person, etc. I want you to understand these four core principles of persuasion, and you're able to sell it right, like a salesman. Um, you could fucking do anything, man. And it, 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 things you could just show up to a new situation and then figure out how to fucking control it. But I feel like that episode of old Hollywood and uh, 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 Twilight Zone is really a good indicator on how disillusioned. I mean, you see that guy, even though it's old guy acting and, you know, they, uh, uh, acting back in the day was seems a little silly to watch it now. You really need to appreciate how disillusioned that guy was because there are points in this program that will get you that way. You don't know what to believe. You're being handheld the whole time. You're just like, okay, I guess... I don't know what's going on. These people sure do know what's going on. and They're just trying to lead you to the slaughter, man. All right, moving on. Like I said, all this stuff is going to build up to a base. I'm going to introduce you to some new things so you uh, can look at things a little differently. And uh, uh, I feel like you guys are going to be the wiser. So, okay, let's move on here. Okay, so now you guys got a crash course on, you know, since World War II, the government has essentially absorb the media and entertainment industry. Um, they've got their fingers in and they have a long example of once they get their fingers in something or once you give them power of over anything, the government doesn't give that shit back. Very rarely do they ever. Um, anyway, so essentially you need to think of, of the media, sports, what have you. Because remember, in those previous articles, it goes down to how Sports industries, comic books, movies, TV shows, music, etc., all work together to fight the Nazis. You know, for 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 survival. 
Well, they didn't fucking leave afterwards. They weren't like, all right, guys, job's done. Here, you can have all your shit back. And thanks for teaching us how everything worked as we were working alongside you for all. Like, no, no, they didn't give all that shit back. Fuck no. They stayed. And then they slowly started putting their own people there. They slowly started absorbing the, the, the uh, Hollywood, etc. And that's essentially what they did. And then as things were moving on, you, you know what I'm saying? You understood that... Um, the military understood, wow, this this whole entertainment industry thing, this is powerful. Remember how in that article he was saying, uh, what did that shit say? What did he say at the end? Army Chief of Staff General George Marshall. This is one of, those, uh, the, uh, one of the articles I read previously. General George Marshall said it best in a comment repeated in projections of war. Marshall said that the war had seen the development of two new weapons, the airplane and the motion picture. They see it as a weapon as important as air superiority. Do you understand? Do you know how important air superiority is in a military conflict? It's literally why Ukraine is saying clear the fucking skies. It's literally why we have a near, well, it's going to be on projection for a trillion dollar program trillion with a t -t 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 trillion for a for the f-35 fifth generation fighter trillion bro that's how important air superiority is and this general put entertainment and media on par with air superiority and if you look up in any kind of war college what have you air superiority is a determining factor in a large number of conflicts. I mean, shit, we won World War II with air superiority, right? We, we dropped a bomb from the sky. But this general, chief of staff of the army, in the, you know what I'm saying? Saw that air superiority was just as important as the media. And he called it a weapon. He said the, the war had seen development of two new weapons. The airplane and the motion picture. Motherfucker. So you need to understand. If something is as important as a trillion dollar program. Now well, that's just contemporary how much we're spending on just our new gen. Like if it's that important of a weapon. Why would the government ever leave after being invited in? Anyways. Let's go further. I just, I really want to solidify this point. So, because the shit I'm going to be telling you here soon, you're not going to believe it unless you understand, like, oh, yeah, no, these motherfuckers, they are, and they, they are, they're running this whole bitch. So, here's a uh, Daily Mail article. Uh, Daily Mail is, uh, is revealed, revealed how the CIA helped Disney conquer Florida and buy the super cheap land that is above the law. You may have heard of this. This was making this round. Everyone kind of took their stab at this. But I think it's important to bring up that the CIA saw Disney's influence as so important that they personally worked with the company to help it uh, solidify uh, 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 its theme park, which they saw as the spearhead for its for the brand's long-term success. But let's go over this. Hold on. How many minutes do I got? Okay, 35 minutes. Okay, 
So this article, Disney conspired with the CIA to buy up cheap land in Florida for Disney World and orchestrate a unique legal situation that makes the theme park above the law, a new book claims. The company took advice from former CIA agents and lawyers to engineer statutory grounds which still allow Disney World to avoid taxation. Can you believe the government helping a fucking corporation avoid taxes? They must have some serious pull to be that important. The company took advice from four CIA agents and lawyers to engineer statutory grounds which still allow Disney World to avoid taxation, environmental and environmental regulation. The special legal situation underpinning the site is not only unconstitutional, it is claimed, but allows the company to avoid any inconvenient decisions democratically taken at the local level where the park is located. In 2005, the, the then chief of Florida's Bureau of Fair Rides Inspection summed up, with the, summed up the impunity at which Disney World operates when he admitted, we don't have authority to close the park down or close the rides. So the guy whose job it is to literally close down rides says he doesn't have the authority to close down Disney World, which he oversees, or close the rides. That's crazy. The allegations have been made in a new book, Finding Florida, The True History of the Sunshine State, by investigative journalist Timothy Allman, extracts from which has been, pub extracts from which has been published by the Daily Beast. Best known for his work on the CIA's secret war in Laos and interviews with world figures as foreign correspondents for Vanity Fair, Allman has now turned his attention closer to home with his expose of Florida's Yankee past. Uh, in Finding Florida, he claimed that Walt Disney conspired with William Wild Bill Donovan, the so-called father of the CIA, to establish a state within a state where he would control the overall development of Disney World. Donovan, founding partner of the New York law firm Donovan, Leisure, Norton, and Irvine, whose attorneys included future CIA director William Casey. William Casey... William Casey, if you don't know William Casey, let me let me bring that shit up real quick before we even keep going. I mean, I think I've used this quote before, but let me uh, 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 tell you the kind of person William Casey was. William Casey is literally quoted saying this. We'll know our disinformation is complete when everything the American public believes is false. God damn. Anyways, so William Casey was involved in this. So you just don't understand who, 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 who that motherfucker was. Anyways, back to the article. Do, 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 I lost my scroll. Oh, yeah. So Donovan, founding partner of New York law firm Donovan, Leisure, Newton, and Irvine, whose attorneys include a future CIA director, William Casey provided lawyers to help Disney distract attention from its plans, says Allman. These attorneys, it's claimed, provided fake identities for Disney agents, set up secret communication center, and organized a disinformation campaign to make sure sellers had no idea who was buying their property. In this way, Disney was from the mid-60s able to snap up 40 square miles of land in the Sunshine State for a knockdown price of less than $200 an acre. Disney's and his advisors then sought a way to limit the voting power of the private residents of the area to control the impact that local democracy might have on the company's future plans. They employed a scheme devised by senior CIA operative Paul H 
Heliwell to establish two phantom cities populated by hand-picked Disney loyalists around which Disney World would be based. Cities based around Bay Lake and Lake Buena Vista, two artificial reservoirs, Disney engineers created by obstructing the, nat the area's natural water flow. The company could then use these fake governments to control land use and make sure that the public monies and the theme park generated stayed in Disney's private hands. The teams of Disney's lawyers working out of Donovan's new law firm drafted the legislation to allow these pseudo-cities, so this created two areas that they knew the park was going to be in, these two pseudo-cities, which was passed by the Florida legislation in 1967. However, in violation of both the U.S. and Florida constitutions, the carefully drafted law specified that any elected office holder must own property within the cities. The law which states each candidate for office must be the owner either directly or as a trustee of real property, property situated in the city ensured any local politician would be intimately linked with Disney. So they wrote into law that for you to make decisions on these fake cities Disney created so they can build this park here, you had to be able to buy, you had to own property within the fake city that they created, the two fake cities they created, which would, and considering, you know what I'm saying, to buy that property, you would have to pull strings or whatever and know people. They made sure that no matter what, the local politicians who set the rules for them uh, would have to own this property. So the only way to make decisions would and to be elected to make sure that Disney wasn't, you know, doing their own thing was you had to own property. So they, they, they literally made this loophole that doesn't seem like a loophole, which, by the way, it's a very fancy way of people hiding shit in plain sight. It's the same way that, you know, um, so many lies uh, uh, and smears for me were attributed because people, people hear certain things and they don't understand the law and how things are being said or how things are being written. And so when you spread disinformation about someone and they don't know the law, it just seems like whatever somebody's saying, even if it's a cop saying it, it's true. Well, the same thing in this situation. It seems like they're setting up just normal laws for their little fake cities, but in reality, they made them that way because they wanted to ensure that only Disney loyalists were ever writing laws for the cities, uh, for the fake cities that they uh, were situated in. Bro, lawyers just, they know how to, they know how to fucking string bullshit in a way and say things in a way where you're just like, wait, that doesn't add up, or hey, that's not true, or that can't be real, or that's not what the law says about this, do you know what I'm saying? But people don't know those things, and that's how, you know, legal jargon and people who are in the, in those circles get away with practically murder, is they just, they know how to, they know how to say things or they know how to hide things in such a way that doesn't even make you realize like, oh, I'm being lied to or this is bullshit. Anyways, back to the article. Um, <clears throat> the law states that each candidate for office must be, must be the owner, either directly or as a trustee of real property situated in the city, you know, the fake cities, ensured any local politician would intimately be linked with Disney. On the day of the Magic Kingdom's inauguration, Walt Disney, speaking from beyond the grave in a recorded presentation, boasted the creation of a new kind of America. Of course, he was right about creating a new kind of America, Almond writes, by turning the state of Florida and its statutes into their enablers. Disney and his successors pioneered a business model based on public subs uh, subsidy of private property, a private profit, profit coupled with corporate immunity from the laws, regulation, and taxes imposed on the actual people 
that now increasingly characterizes the economy of the United States. I know that was a mouthful, but basically they 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 chopped up the pie and they wrote the rules to 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 serve the 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 main money makers of those areas and they're saying this is kind of now how the United States economy is 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 chopped up and run, which is true. You know what I'm saying? The people who make the money write the laws. They're not going to write the laws to make poor people money. They're going to write the laws to make sure they're always winning the fucking game. You you think you're winning a game all the time. If you're the, you know what I'm saying? You think you win the game when you're handing out the medals. You know what I'm saying? That it's it's an illusion. Anyways, so that's how far the CIA, the, the most feared and intelligent and essentially, you know, the people who are keeping this whole American experiment afloat, if you really understand their participation and shit, uh, was so person who understood how important that propaganda and entertainment was, etc. Right? Literal generals were saying that media was an as important weapon as air superiority. This is coming out of a warmonger's how- uh, mouth, a guy who wages war for a living. So the CIA knew that, and so they literally went out of their fucking way to create this oasis because they understood that they could infiltrate that uh, Disney, they could let it grow, they could let it look as if it's some sort of giant phenomenon that just persisted, but it wasn't. It was because our, the intelligence agencies understood how effective means of propaganda that giant media corporation will become, and it is. Think about all the things Disney owns, runs, movies, and franchises they own, etc. Like how 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 right were they? You know what I'm saying? And essentially how, and essentially they created this oasis for themselves because the media is as as is as important as air superiority is in a war. So the CIA went out of their way to create this oasis because they knew that this this company was going to do a lot of the footwork for, uh, you know, s- soothing the savage beast of you know of the of the masses. And they were right. That was in the '60s. It's 2024 now. What is Disney? Disney is huge. Disney is huge. I mean. That's how bad they had their back. That's how much they know that if they control if they control the media, right? If they control the sphere of influence, they can control what the mind thinks. So it's important to know, you know, to even to even really understand what that means. Considering gang stalking is like a is like a macro version of the same situation they but they do it with algorithms, they do it with filter bubbles. They They'll do it with people that they had infiltrate your inner circle, etc. They control the input because it controls how the mind works and sees the world. Well, on a massive scale, that's you know what I'm saying that's the that's the thing you let into your living room. That's the fucking television. That's the movies you watch, etc. If you control the bubble of information and themes, etc., you control essentially how the mind will develop ideas. How they'll be, you know, disgusted by things or support and embrace things. I mean, to even understand that the our intelligence agencies understand how our minds work on that level, you think cancel culture is a mistake? No, 
It's just another version of divide and conquer. So now we're just, you know what I'm saying? They'll, they'll tell us what we should be in, in they'll, they'll, they'll tell us what we should be enraged about and then just give us this little sliver of shit that doesn't mean anything, right? S saying shit like, uh, 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 fucking, you know, making these huge debates about women's sports and or women's swimming and, 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 you know, like, teaching kids CRT or some like it, it, it they're things that didn't matter or they're things that shouldn't bother you as much as it should but they create these spectacles and they make you feel like you know you should care about this thing or they should make you feel like at any moment you could be canceled that's entered our lexicon canceled you could go away you don't have your life your promise of a life you can get canceled it's entered the zeitgeist that whole idea of being canceled, like, what the fuck is even that? Like, I've been canceled? It's human nature to make mistakes or to change your opinion about things over time. We know the people who are shaping those ideas in the first place. Do you understand? Gay marriage didn't become all of a sudden, or, or LGBT rights didn't all of a sudden become, you know, uh, a, a part of, you know, mainstream uh, tolerance. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the people who control the media allowed those themes to come through. So even the thing that we get outraged about, they allowed us to be outraged or accept those things in the first place. They're, they go so far as to create entire fake cities and laws, etc. to make sure one of the most powerful companies that control those impulses and ideas and themes and moving culture around. You know what I'm saying? They'll create an oasis for it generals are, are know that it's a you know the media and, and shaping the public mind etc is as important as air superiority for fuck's sake so i mean just wrap your head around that shit but they but you know for the cia to be so actively involved in disney so ingrained what would disney need that deep infiltration and and hand in glove relationship for the CIA, okay, the CIA. We know some of the things the CIA has been involved with. So why would the CIA have such an interest in these things? Keep that in mind. So let's actually, let's expand from there. So now we have a solid foundation of the government is essentially the media. Even though they're having a good time over there, music, fucking sports, comic books, TVs, etc. is essentially the propaganda arm of the gov of the US government. It's being tightly monitored by the CIA who has spent trillions over time, had to be of trillions of dollars over time in behavioral research, how to hack the human mind, how to hack the zeitgeist, how to hack culture. They have a personal hand in creating all these things. I mean, they had a personal hand in making sure Disney's empire persisted like, that's an institution since the 60s, bro. And it's now, like, what is that? 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. So, like, 70 years. It's, that's a government institution, bro. 70 years. And they helped, personally helped them make sure that that persisted. I mean, and, you know, they're saying, like, five companies, media companies, owns the media. And we've already been told by top pentagon officials throughout history that the media is essentially as important as air superiority 
in the country who has the world's biggest military. But and that's just one company. I imagine this same thing um, has persisted through other the other media giants. This is just Disney's story. And I'm not saying Disney is inherently evil. I mean, what is anything inherently evil? This is this is an establishment organization. I mean, there's just corruption and whatever. But, I'm, you know, I'm saying it was very important that once the government knew how powerful media was, how powerful it was to brainwash you and to be good at it and to be good at it. Do you understand? Then these these institutions rose up. And what it does, the reason why there's, I would say... You know what I'm saying? There is more than one of these giant conglomerates, which there very well could be. I mean, just like fucking China, how the government owns everything. They're just a little more honest about shit over there. Um, you know, if anything, it just gives us the illusion of choice. I guarantee you the U.S. government has their fingers in puppeting or making sure their people um, become CEOs and run these things, etc. And that's usually how the government does things. They um, They infiltrate things like a virus. And they just take it over. And they do it brick by brick. And they know if they do it slowly, brick by brick, whatever, eventually they're just going to run that shit. Because the government has unlimited amount of funds, time, and they write the rules. So you know, sometimes they're not in a hurry. But now, seven years later, you can almost definitely bet that a majority of the deciders and all these companies are personally linked, compromised, or trained directly by our intelligence agencies. The heads of Pentagon aren't going to say, you, imagine, imagine just handing over something that Pentagon heads see as an, as an important element to warfare as air superiority. You're not going to let the, that weapon in somebody else's hands. We won't even let Iran have a fucking nuclear program to, to heat their fucking homes. We don't like giving people weapons we know are powerful. So why the fuck would we give? Why would, why would we let that be free industry? It is a completely controlled, contrived, uh, orchestrated, and congruent ecosystem meant to essentially create your mind. Because your mind is a series of experiences, and when those experience and and those and those experiences over time create who you are. And so when the most powerful intelligence agency and military um, is in charge of all the themes, etc., the same way that they took control of the media during World War II, now it's only gotten just enormous. And when they're controlling all the themes and things you think that you think yourself, all the things that fucking you think are your own ideas, the things you think you are being outraged about, uh, etc. Like, why would they? Why would they give those? Put that in the hands of 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 independent industry. Why? What, what is that? Just like handing someone a nuke. What? The Pentagon says that the media is as important weapon as air superiority. He called it a weapon. But let's just look at some of the things just Marvel owns. Or Marvel Disney owns. They own Marvel. They own Marvel Studios. They own the whole. Uh, they own the whole Star Wars uh, uh, ecosystem. Uh, Walt Disney Studios. They own Lucas Films. Um, they own like a bunch of Disney subsidiaries, like Disneyland, Disney World, Disney Stores, uh, Disney Imagineering. 
They own ABC, you know, the news, ABC. They own A&E. They own the History Channel. History Channel. The government owns the History Channel. Do you understand? The government owns the fucking History Channel, dog. That's part of Disney. The government owns the History Channel. If the government says this is history, you're going to be like, yes, this is what happened, right? The government. They own Vice News. Vice News, you think of Vice News as this independent like no no they're a subsidiary of disney and we already know that disney only exists in the form that it does because the cia has a very close relationship where they're willing literally willing to move fucking mountains where former head where former heads of the cia were personally involved in the creation of this ecosystem early on 70 years ago so so think of the think of disney as you know one of the sub wings of the of, of the of the of, of the government's propaganda arm i mean they own fucking vice lifetime i mean fucking lifetime but yeah whenever you see you know some some karen getting crazy they're definitely shaping that mind um they own abc7 which is the dominant news in los angeles so they're controlling the fucking narrative bro they own ESPN, so all the sports that you list. So the government controls your sports, your sports ecosystem, and how you digest and get. So you think they're not injecting themes and messages and that shit? Every every fucking thing. Um, they own. Fuck. Let's let's keep going. ESPN Plus. What else do they own? They own GoPro. They own Photo Bucket. They own Hulu. Uh 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 uh. Buena Vista Construction Company. What the fuck is that? I didn't even know. You know, I mean, this map, man, just going into it, just going into it. I, I don't even have all day, and I don't think you have all day. What else do they own? National Geographic. They own the so basically, like historical. Uh, 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 they own a, like a science channel. Yeah, so they're telling what history is and what science is, bro. The CIA is. Vice News. Whenever you watch a Vice, I don't, I don't hate Vice News, and believe it or not, when they first started out before they sold the company, which is the dream, right? Which is the fucking dream. You want to fucking create a company. You want to fucking sell that shit. The goal is to sell out, bro. The go, the goal is to 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 fucking to to create something and leave with a bag, right? So you can't hate on the people who started Vice News, but now Vice News, it's completely being taken. It's 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 a subsidiary of Disney. But that's just, that's just, that's just one of these companies. And you better fucking believe that this model is copied over to the other uh, four dominating media, uh, media conglomerates that literally control the world's information. The literally control the world's information. And what we know is that the mind is, uh, is a, basically a product of its environment. So when you control all these things, whoever you think you are, what you're shaped by, your opinions or what have you are not your own. Not because you're an idiot, but because they're controlled. They understand the brain science. You know what I'm saying? The CIA knew early on, which is why they helped Disney solidify itself and, and continue its brand the way it is now. And for the CIA to be so interested in these things, why would they, why would they be used so interested in these things? You know what I'm saying? And... Considering we know how the CIA and our intelligence agencies look at situations where they use every part of the buffalo, what are some of the more intricate ways that they could be using the media for CIA operations? Since they already own the fucking company and they look at things like the Indians did a fucking buffalo, 
What other things could they be using that for? Well, now we're going to get into it. Now, this is from my own time in the program. This is how I can apply my knowledge. Now that I've created this base of knowledge for you, so you have an understanding and what we're about to delve into, because I feel like unless, unless I, you know what I'm saying? And, and unless I wet your palate and gave you based on all facts, by the way, I always bring fucking receipts. What a waste of my time to talk about shit that I just pontificate, pull out of my fucking ass. What a waste. It's like playing with monopoly money. Anyways, or yeah, trying to buy a house with monopoly money. What are you doing? Anyways, so now this is my own personal experiences and how this relates to this bed of information now that we know that the, the government is closely involved in the, in the media. In fact, at this point, it has essentially absorbed the media. And what we can consider the media is, in fact, the U.S. government's propaganda wing puppeted or, or, or kept in line by the Pentagon and the CIA. Right? The mind and the body, essentially, of the American experiment. So while I was going through this program, they get to you, you, you to a point where they're giving you lots of drugs. They're inflicting lots of disillusionment in you. Um, they're gaslighting the shit out of you. They get local people to think that it's like some sort of game or what have you. And they participate in your gaslighting and they don't understand that they're playing a crucial role in actually furthering your disillusionment. They don't know that they're being fucking lied to. We know that people can be lied to in ways very creatively. Like those lawyers created those laws for Disney where they write things in a way that doesn't make you think what's being said is true, not true, illegal, what have you. Because they understand jargon. They know people don't know the law, etc. And we know that you know not every fucking police officer is an angel. I'm not saying they're, they're all bad people, but people need to stop thinking in those terms, you know, uh, 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 it's, those are themes repeated to you over and over and over again, that the cops are always the good guys. So when the people who are in power need to convince you something, you know, not to do something and to listen to the good guys or that they're telling you something and the person telling you this on a local scale, because that would set off some alarm bells, right? If an agent came to talk to you, but if the local cop comes to say something to you, Maybe that, that, that seems a little more true. That seems like something you can identify with. Cops, your local guy, your local friend, whatever. The shit gets out of hand. It just gets out of hand. And it's all played like a fucking orchestra. And San Diego, believe it or not, is, has the largest... I say this all the time and all my... Because I think people really need to understand. It has the largest concentration of military personnel, military contractors... Uh, in the nation, and this nation has the world's largest, scariest military, and and we understand that the military, uh, and we understand that the Pentagon and the CIA is you know mind and body of the American experiment. So there is a significant presence here of military, former military, military contractors, intelligence. Intelligence contractors, third-party contractors, um, etc. Here, it is basically I would like to say the worst place to ever go through this program ever. You are basically in the lion's den, 
and they control the options. Just like the CIA made sure early on to control the media, right? To to shape your mind because if they can shape your mind, they can make you think you support shit that you don't. Like a fucking war, a 20-year war, a 20-year war that has cost the uh, uh, cost taxpayers 8 trillion dollars. Nearly 900,000 people died. I think over 900,000 people died from eight years of an illegal war. But they got you on board with that using the fucking media. They made you think it was okay. They didn't make people outraged. It wasn't until we started realizing, like, we aren't looking for terrorists at all. Because the media, the CIA, the Pentagon, they control the fucking media. They have since World War II. They control what you think is acceptable. Now think of that on a macro scale. San Diego is a military town. The military owns this bitch, has the largest concentration. Now, why that might active personnel, active, meaning active duty, not former military, not veterans, not retired military, not military contractors, not subsidiaries of those contractors, and not organized crime, definitely working hand in hand with the military here in the in the area, which now went to, once you understand how those groups are worked uh, are work together and in unison and all speak the same language you understand that force is now multiplied and that influence is now multiplied beyond that one percent on paper of what's going on here and as we understood that the cia like to control likes to control the mind right because that's important if they're going to persist the american experiment which is why they infiltrated disney on such a level since you know way back in uh, uh, way back in the day um, the same thing goes for San Diego, its city infrastructure, its industries, uh, etc. The same level of infiltration. You have to think of the city of San Diego and the three major bases that are here. Um, Pen uh, Camp Pendleton, Miramar Air Force Base, or Mir Miramar Air Base, and um, the San Diego Naval Base. Um, they, you think of the city, think of the cities and the suburbs that surround these bases as, and the people inside them and the businesses, etc., as layers of security. You understand? Just like security in your house, you don't just have one little door lock on your door to protect your house. You have a lock on your door, you got a fucking deadbolt. You know what I'm saying? You probably have one of those smart locks. And next to that, you have a ring camera. And then you have locks on all your windows. You might have double pane windows. Uh, you might have a camera system inside your house with an alarm system. Do you know what I'm saying? Like security is about layers of things. And so the military base's influence doesn't just stop at the gates of the military base. Uh, the people, all on top of that, the people who work there or work as contractors and subsidiaries, which there's a lot of money to be made in supporting the, the the nation's largest military which we understand um that influence stretches out beyond the base you have people who with intelligence training everywhere um people who work in it and etc so the sphere and and all these people are all on the same tit they are sucking on the same tit which is the pentagon's uh budget so they owe being in line with people who with the pentagon who makes these major spending decisions because they pay their fucking mortgages and they pay their car notes and their cell phone bills and they put in their kids to college etc because 
they are on team Pentagon. They're on team military. They're on team intelligence. You understand? So when an asshole like me has information on a prominent um uh, when, on a president whose dad was head of the former head of the CIA, then his dad became the fucking vice president, then his dad became the fucking president, then his son became president. We don't know why he was qualified. Who the fuck? Who who was begging for that? I mean, he stole the election. We even have you know, historical. He stole that shit from 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 fucking Gore. We didn't even want that motherfucker. That's how corrupt and in. You know what I'm saying? So when I, you know what I'm saying? When I had, didn't even realize I had fucking dirt on these people because I don't know, you come across a lot of crazy things. You don't know that they're legit. But let me tell you, dog, the moment I spoke up and even said the shit out loud in my private residence that I didn't know was bugged to shit, my life absolutely turned fucking upside down. And when you have a city full of people with, uh, uh, who are all tied into the military machine, right? They pay their fucking bills and their livelihood. Everyone owes fucking everything to the military here. Industry wouldn't exist. People here wouldn't exist. All the contractors wouldn't exist, etc. And then when you have dirt on a motherfucker like that, and you have a city full of people who are all making money from a president who made these guys multi-millionaires you know how many millionaires the bush family made all these military contractors shit during the illegal war i mean eight trillion dollars is a lot of fucking money and that's just the number we know about bro that's how much was projected to be spent alone on a 20-year illegal war which made a bunch of scary mercenaries and contractors and shit rich as fuck so they all owe this dude you know the only reason why they have their mcmansions and shit like that etc is because this fucking dude who was shoehorned into the fucking presidency because daddy was the head of the fucking CIA. Uh, basically, you know what I'm saying? Like, when you have dirt on a motherfucker like that, you will get fucking hellfire rained down on your fucking life, bro. All these people here owe their livelihood to making sure those checks keep coming. And when you have a fucking president who made everybody in the military industrial complex rich as absolute balls for 20 years. Bro, can you imagine somebody was just dropping bags of cash at your fucking door for 20 years? You would establish some fucking loyalty. Not even the fact the fact that his family is scary and tied into the military. But, but, and so you put all those factors in. You put the fact where I live. You understand that so much of what goes on here is infiltrated by the military, etc. The same way they infiltrated Disney, except like to as already a preventative measure because security is all about lasers. Then you really understand the fucking shitstorm which I have been placed in. And if you want to learn what made the Bushes and the Cheneys butthole pucker, uh, you pr- you can go to justiceforjfkjr.com it's like 17 minutes long it just breaks down the whole situation all the stuff the thing that i came across i didn't i didn't know it was legit i just thought it was some guy with no no this guy was trying somebody was trying to get something information out and wasn't very good at it and uh that was during like web 1.0 you know what i'm saying not web 2.0 really even was on a reality at the point at the time now we're talking about web 3.0 um, so like web rings and shit like that was a thing, you know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't the internet like we know now.
Um, so when you have dirt on a motherfucker like that, your life will get turned upside down, dude. And this city owes their livelihood. Every, every, every suburb, every little town that surrounds us, they own their livelihood. The people here own their fucking livelihood. There's so many people here that guarantee you there's people infiltrated in all the local city governments. Just the same way that Disney created entire towns, fake towns, and wrote the rules to make sure, right? And the CIA helped them do that. You know, because they wanted to control the options on the local and on the local end uh, of of the Disney Park. The same thing is here, here in San Diego, on on the in the local cities, etc. People who are in local city government most likely placed there by military, military intelligence people. They rigged elections essentially the same way you could rig a fucking presidential election, etc. They are, it is their people in charge here. It is their people running the show. The people who are the residents owe their fucking mortgage payment and their kids through college, etc. And the millionaires who were made rich during the illegal fucking 20-year war, they just owe their shit. So please understand when I try to tell you that this shit is happening to me and it's about this situation and the reason why I'm eating these constant fucking conveyor belt of shit sandwiches every fucking day is because of the very unique situation and... my very next situation and the geography in which I am located. There. Now that we got that out of the way, I'm trying to, you know what I'm saying? At the same time, this situation is going on for me. I want to, I want to help you guys, but I also want to help you guys understand my predicament. You know, I am up against just an army of people who could kick my ass mentally uh, physically, etc. I'm going to fail at sometimes against this shit and it, it's going to suck. But ultimately I, it took a long journey for me to get to the bottom of all this bullshit. Um, I'm just a normal asshole. I'm not somebody super smart. I just came across something that I didn't know it was even legit. I'm not, you know, some sort of super genius or whatever. It just, I stumbled on a thing. And, you know, you might want to argue, mm, you sure you stumbled on a thing? What, you know, that, that seems a little contrived. Maybe they're playing a trick on you. Well, I don't know, dude. But I know that the show, uh, Antiques Roadshow, is literally built. That show is 20 years old. For 20 years, a constant stream of people are just finding these incredible fucking things. Like, it's not as contrived as you think. Okay? People stumble on shit. And when you're some sort of information nerd like me and just fucking drinking from the fire hose since they invented the internet. I just, I literally, bro, I, I would just drink from the fire hose every day. I mean, you can only imagine what, when my internet consumption even went through the roof when they, when YouTube was invented. Oh my God, bro. I would literally just spend entire weekends uh, and, 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 and my entire day after work, it would just watching everything that I could possibly just, I just click on it because it was so much easier than like web rings. Cause there was no search engines at one point. Like that's just been me. I just been this consumer of information. I just wanted to know everything. I wanted to learn everything. I wanted to become like this mini expert on everything. And you know what I'm saying? You, you sift enough sand, you find gold nuggets. And since I've been sifting sand forever, I didn't even realize what the fuck I came across. And it was, and it made my life an absolute nightmare when I just mentioned it. 
out loud in my private residence. And that's just, I'm in a very unique situation. I'm in a very unique place. So I eat lots of bullshit every day. And I'm hoping that this information and experiences, etc. help people. Because I'm in the belly of the motherfucking beast, dude. You know, if this happened to you in Sheboygan, I doubt you would get the the detailed level of fucking that I have gotten. You know, it was just, I saw myself in this situation. I understood where I was. I understood what I was going through. I chose to stay here because not only would it help me get to the bottom of my abuse, but at the same time, how much could I fucking learn? The same thing, drinking from the fucking fireballs. It has been hell. I've sacrificed my health, my wellness, etc. But I've just, I have this giant library of content that did never existed ever. And I can help you guys. I can help you. And this, the fact that the government has become so good at destroying a person because they might be some sort of threat to some high ranking person or to their influence, etc. To know that the government has this shit down to a science, meaning they can bet on it every fucking time. It seems so fucking wrong to me. And that's why I continue to make these podcasts and make this content. And I even developed the, the mesh news project because I went to the media and as we know, the fucking, the government owns the fucking media. So when something this big is said about somebody very high in the fucking government who was made the president, he wasn't elected the fucking president. He was made the fucking president. You understand? You're gonna face some fucking bullshit. You're gonna face some things that are crazy, imaginable. You're gonna be put in positions where you just don't know what the fuck is going on. You just want the shit to stop. You're constantly poking your head above water trying to get a breath so you can stay a little longer under, you know, with your head dunked under there. It's just been a fucking nightmare. I'm trying to keep it real with you guys. You know, I, I want to make sure that I'm not in denial when I'm going through this shit or being fucking my head being fucked with by these guys, etc., so, you know, unfortunately, this whole thing came to pass, you know, has come to pass. And I've taken you guys along with me as I learned to process things, as I learned like, oh, this is this kind of con. And this is how I was fucked in this way. And, you know, this first started as a situation where it looked like I fucked up bad. But now you learn like the mechanisms of how they will fuck you and how they'll put you in catch 22s and how they'll fucking play with your mind, etc. And it all seems like bullshit unless you find out that it's literally based on bankable behavioral science meaning they only meaning they're using things that they can bet will happen every time and when you're you know what I'm saying and if you don't know like let's say you knew a horse was going to win a, win a race regardless let's say you knew a particular horse no matter what if you bet on this horse it was going to win but then somebody who did not know about horse racing didn't know your inside track or whatever um, you know, was lied to by by a, a few people on the way up to the ticket booth, right? The way they run cons, where they're like, "Oh man, have you? Did you hear about this one horse? Yeah, blah blah." blah. They'll 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 you know, just like normal con archery shit, convinced another guy to bet on a horse that they had no idea what they were doing, etc. 
That is essentially what betting on behavioral science is. You're betting on a horse you know will fucking win. Do you understand? And when you're going up against a government who spent the past seven years perfecting their ability to fuck someone in ways unimaginable, you're going to lose. You're just going to lose. I lost. But I have all these things I can teach you about how I lost, how I was smeared, how I was fucking disillusioned about certain things, how I was lied to, how they can make your fucking, how can they can make you believe things that aren't even real are real, like hopefully me eating 10 bags of shit every day is going to help you motherfuckers because this doesn't exist anywhere and it should exist everywhere nobody should have this had should have a program in place to disenfranchise people who are just trying to release information to the public to make them better informed about the atrocities happening just in the town over or just in the state over, or on the other side of the country, but we're all the same fucking people. And for the government to to perfect a method to go to war with people who might say the truth is something I can't even wrap my fucking brain around. Anyways, I'm getting off my soapbox on that shit. But something you should come to realization. So now we know that the media controls things, or the CIA is very involved in the media we know that the pentagon sees the media as just as important as air superiority which is pretty much the most important thing in, in any kind of war outside of your nuclear arsenal so why would the cia be so interested in having their fingers and things why would the cia which has all these different programs uh, uh, you know, specializes in like brainwashing and NK Ultra and all that other shit. Like, and we know that they have a history of treating every situation like an Indian treats a buffalo. They use every part. They use the fucking skin. They use the bones. They use the organs. You know what I'm saying? If it's got a titty, I bet they use the titty. Like, I don't, I don't. You know what I'm saying? They use every part of the buffalo. What I what I learned while going through this was that lots of while I was being essentially forced into this alternate method of communicating, um, it all starts with red squatting. By the way, the if you know as you know red squatting, they start to teach you that colors mean certain things. They mean certain messages, and they first start off with red, which means bad, no good, stop. Right? We all know those colors. And they reinforce that with bad experiences. So sooner or later, after a while, you're so fucking terrified. They've, I talk a lot about Maslow's Pyramid. They knock you fucking down all the way to the bottom of the Maslow's Pyramid. They isolate you. They have inside guys fuck your family's perspective of you. Um, they'll, they, they'll, they'll puppet those people. They'll encourage them to do all these certain crazy things. They'll, they'll, they'll get like your fake girlfriend over to lie about you to other people. They'll have her, they'll coach her to put you in catch 22 situations while she knows you're being completely disillusioned and she's helping them feed you drugs and all sorts of crazy shit like that. Um, while I was going through the disillusionment, they were creating this language and it started off with colors and it matches the same way that any education is developed you start off with colors 
then you learn the numbers, right? And then you learn the alphabet, and then you learn alphabet creates words, and then you learn how to put words together, and then you learn how to put sentences together, and then you learn how to write a fucking paragraph, and then you learn how to how to how to use the numbers to add, etc. And it this program essentially starts off with colors, which is red squatting. That's your first introduction to these things. Then it moves on to numbers and association. They'll start exposing you, because remember I said frequency is involved in this, to situations over and 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 over again. And they'll start to build up associations with certain numbers. So now they can throw a number at you, like 42. Everyone knows 42 is the answer to the universe, but only because we were conditioned about it and that we were told a, a clever story about it, right? Thanks to... Uh, to um, Thanks to uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, right? But everyone knows 42 is the answer to the universe, right? But they'll do the same thing in this program, but they'll expose you to pleasant or unpleasant uh, situations, and there will be an overall theme, essentially like a subtext pointing to the valuation or establishing value to colors, numbers, combinations of numbers, words, alternate meanings of words. Like, what's an alternate meaning to words, Steve? Um, let's say, uh, I, I, I say cut the cheese and I can, and I can say cut the cheese and cut the cheese means I'm cutting literal cheese. <clears throat> Pardon me. That's the first layer. That's the first layer. Like I said, they like to do it in layers of three. Then after a while you start to learn there's a double entendre. That's your second layer of comprehensive understanding of, let's say the phrase cut the cheese. Cut the cheese is also a well-known phrase for farting. Fantastic. Now, let's say I teach you that... Uh, let's say I start using the word cheddar. Hey, man, let's go make this cheddar. Hey, man, cut that fucking cheese in half. You get your part and I get my half. You know what I'm saying? And I start using that word in context. And I start joining that use of frequency. And essentially, you learn a slang term that cut the cheese might also mean separate the money. So now I can... now. If I use the phrase cut the cheese, I can literally be saying three things to you at once. Right? Fantastic. So that's how you talk in threes. Now, if I built up a library through various horrible or positive experiences, starting with colors and numbers and words and phrases, and then I learned a majority of this library of terms that they would expose you to and reinforce it with radiation exposure, right? To, to solidify the fact or what have you. I'm now going to build up a whole library of things where it means three different things. That is essentially what they do to you in this program. And they will program all these different words, whatever, and phrases into you while they're abusing you. It's fucking traumatizing, and they're essentially forcing a new alphabet and way of language to um, communicate to you. And it, there's no escaping it. They're forcing you into it. They've knocked you down Maslow's Pyramid. This is for people who are in this program. This is something I'm understanding is very much used now post-George W. fucking Bush. Fuck that motherfucker forever. Uh, I hope... You know, when he passes on, however he does, 
uh, you know, I hope that Hitler's shoving pineapples up his ass for the rest of eternity. Fuck that dude. How dare he create the environment for this kind of abuse to persist so easily. Anyways, <clears throat> where was I at with that? But yeah, so they build up this entire library, meaning three different things. So the color red can mean stop. The color red could also mean uh, sex or pleasure or love, like red lipstick. Um, the color yellow could mean advice. The color yellow could mean, you know, when you say someone's yellow, you can say that they're a coward. Do you understand? So what they do when they're abusing you is they put you through a, like, it's about, I don't know, 18 months. I keep using 18 months, but that's just because that's, that's been a re repetitive kind of crash course amount of time that they've exposed me to certain things. And now, and then my level of comprehension and understanding was solidified after so long, but they'll put you through that, but only after they've destroyed your life, after the government realizes you ain't shit that you got to worry about, that they got to worry about after they destroyed you, after they're not worried about you coming back at them or what have you, then they throw you to the fucking wolves. And you'll get these people in the intelligence community in various means and measures that then now you've been isolated. You've been discredited. They have these little radiation things that they could shoot at you. You can't hear them. You can't fucking see them. They're not make-believe. I've literally gone over the story of those two, two guys from, uh, what do you call it, New York, who, who made one of these devices. They were actually able to garage build one using shell companies and shit like that to put it in a van because they wanted to drive around new york city and 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 radiate muslims until they died they also wanted to plan to kill president obama so these are essentially the same devices and methodologies that they use but they have you exposed to this radiation and exposed to traumatic situations it doesn't have to always be radiation um, for the females they love to use rape believe it or not, or, or sexual submission, because it'll solidify those experiences. And then they also, they like the sexual nature of it. They like being able to get their dick sucked and what have you. But these, but for guys, they usually use like radiation and poisoning and what have you, because I don't know, I guess they're not too interested in fucking 40 year old dad bods. But, um, essentially through repetition, and through training, like your dog, just like those dogs who learn the little buttons of the words that you see, they slowly build a language with you. And they start building a library in your mind through all these experiences. So then they can then get to the point where they can communicate to you without saying English in plain sight. They can show you the color red or they, you know what I'm saying, or what have you. And they use these different methods of communicating with you. Um... And this isn't weird. People communicate crazy things in movies all the time. How many, you know, they call them Easter eggs now. You know what I'm saying? You type in a YouTube, Easter eggs for Toy Story, Easter eggs for this. Oh, this symbol here or this number here meant this over here. And you only understood that if you knew, if you were part of Pixar or what have you. Remember, just type that in. It's, this happens all the time. It's simple. It, it, it happens all the, all the time in, in the entertainment community. How they're putting secret messages in movies. Uh, Carol Burnett used to end her shows, I think it was Carol Burnett, where she would like tug on her ear and that was a special message to her, I think one of her kids or something that she would say goodnight on her show. So if you're on, if, you know, 
and this happens in lots of shows. They have like little secret codes that they know fans or family are watching and they can like say hi to them or whatever. Um, uh, what do you call it? Paul Revere. He had a special message of putting candles in, or, or, or yeah, putting candles in a church tower. Remember one if by land, two if by sea. Paul Revere, if the British were coming, he, he communicated something without words using a symbol and you would just go by it and see two candles and be like, oh, two candles, if you didn't have the context for it. Well, the same thing happens in this program. And they usually like to build associations around three. So the number three will have three different meanings. The number five will have three different meanings. The color orange will have three different meanings. The color red will have three different meanings. Usually, I think, I think it's probably based off some sort of indexing capability of the human brain. I guarantee you they probably try different things. But that's a general consensus. But they put me through a series of traumas to build up this library through, through interactive association. So once I had this library built up in my head, I can now start to listen and watch things in the media where things would make sense to me on three different levels. And it kind of feels like noise at this point. Because, you know what I'm saying, now that we understand that the CIA heavily infiltrated Disney and other media companies. And we know that the Pentagon considers the media as important of a weapon as air superiority. Um, believe it or not, our intelligence and military community uses the media and this same method of communication using layers to communicate with each other, essentially like a big telephone. And so things that are happening in the world, um, in the new in the media what have you are communicated this way and so they can get information across large spans where they can or they can broadcast information out to their people but using already existing infrastructure and lots of people in the media or lots of people whose careers uh you feel like if you feel like somebody has this long career in the media more than likely because we understand that the military and the intelligence agencies have completely infiltrated the media on a level which you can never really understand and it might just look like independent company. It's just not. It's just not. And it's been that way since World War II. Lots of people who have these long-time careers are trained in communicating this way because if they're going to be part of the system, they better be useful. You know what I'm saying? So they're trained to incorporate those things into their acts, they communicate through things through songs. Um, and believe it or not, during World War II, they, um, there was many times when the, the, the World War II uh, POWs were in camps. They were allowed to listen to American songs in the POW camps. And that information got back to them during World War II. You know what they did? They ended up making popular songs with beat patterns in the, in, in the pattern of a Morse code. And they would, so some of the popular songs during that time that the Germans thought that they were just allowing the American POWs to, you know what I'm saying, well, I guess we'll play their music so they're not completely miserable. They were using the beat, the, 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 the beat patterns in songs to communicate things to POWs that they knew were listening to music, etc. And they used this system they had in place and the distribution network and the bands that they knew since they were all incorporated in this to create these songs and they just seemed like songs and they were popular songs on the radio and it was a great way to mass communication and that happens so much through so much of this stuff and what they essentially do is they turn you into this Rosetta Stone essentially I fucking hate it I fucking hate it I, I 
I fucking hate it. I fucking hate it. Anything that's forced onto you with this level of trauma, I fucking hate it. But lots of people in this program, like I said, after the fucking federal government <clears throat> will essentially realize maybe you weren't shit to, you know what I'm saying, for them to worry about, it doesn't matter because the government is a hammer company and everything to a hammer looks like a fucking nail. You understand? So if you are, if they have even the most slightest suspicion that you are a threat for any fucking reason, well, in my case, obviously I had some dirt on some, and a prominent politician who just got done making a bunch of fucking mercenaries, a bunch of murderers, millionaires over the past 20 years. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And, and the Pentagon only exists in this symbiotic relationship with that family. In fact, it's created our, 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 our policy for the past 20 years. In fact, before Bush even got into office, him and his cabinet, before office, right, in 1997, they created this plan for America called the Project for a New American Century. And that's why George Bush was shoehorned in there. Because the people in the military and intelligence, including Bush's daddy, etc., had this long-term plan for how they were going to maintain American supremacy. And they wanted to make sure their guy was in there writing the laws, etc., so they can pull off the shit. You can look it up. It's called Project for a New American Century. It, just like Snowden says, the world's worst uh, 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 conspiracies are hiding in plain sight. It's a publicly available thing. You read it, you're just like, oh, so they had this to-do list. And believe it or not, they got it fucking done over the past 20 years. From when the towers fell to about 20, uh, to the year 2020, everything happened the way they needed. Superiority of space, uh, projection of the world's military, everything. It all went off without a plan. And it's, you know, you can argue, that sounds crazy, that there's some secret plan for the United States, blah, 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 made in 1997 and put into play. Well, you know what? You ever been on a date? Ever had a girl say, hey, what's your five-year plan? What's your 10-year plan? If a human being could plan ahead 10 years, what do you think a company, uh, what do you think a country who knows they're going to be here for a long time, how do you think they plan? They plan 20 years in the future. They plan 50 years into the future. Anyways, so this shit has only gone off, you know, even gotten worse since uh, the signing of the Patriot Act. And, you know what I'm saying, they... It, when during my abuse, oh yeah, let me go back. This is only gone off to the Patriot Act, and when the, once the government's done fucking me, once they didn't think I was a threat anymore, after they discredited me, after they smeared me, um, and after, essentially after they beat me down, they were like, okay, well, then we ain't worried about this dude ever again. Then they throw me at the fucking wolves, and then they threw me these people who essentially like trained me like a fucking dog through a myriad of experiences to learn this uh, uh, this language essentially. And I fucking hate it. I hate it. I hate every second of it. I hate it. I hate it. I fucking hate it. I can't just listen to the radio. I can't just listen to a song anymore. I can't just fucking watch TV anymore. You know what I'm saying? Because essentially, I'm, 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 I'm also listening to the spam folder of you know what I'm saying our intelligence and military services so they can get out general messages to everybody which lots of them speak once you get security clearance at a certain level they teach you how to communicate in this method but they don't use fucking trauma etc to do it to those people because you know 
They sign confidentiality agreements. They know the government will put them in the fucking brig for the rest of the time. The threat of jail and using people as an, a very over-the-top example exists in perpetuity across the, uh, uh, the military and intelligence landscape, which is why when you think about what Snowden did, like it's so crazy because the, mili- the people who work for the military are very scared <laughs> of the consequences of fucking things up or revealing secrets within our nation's military. You really need to understand that on a level which you can't even, yeah. In fact, there's an inside joke that NSA stands for never say anything. So yeah, I, I fucking hate it. I fucking hate it. I fucking hate it. But just like as you were understanding core competencies, remember when I was going over core competencies and once you learn core, you can start to see and remix and make sense of things in other ways. Once they teach you the core competencies of this method of communication, when you're in this program, right? After they're done, just fucking your life down to the roots. Uh, you're going to, you're, and, and they program this shit into you. What you're going to be now is going to, in most cases, you're now going to be able to communicate on different levels. And just as you might learn a language and be better at one language or another, or what have you, it's the same thing as learning another language. So some people are good at it. Some people care about it. Some people are sloppy at it. I can't fucking stand it. Anything that I was forced to fucking learn or whatever that I did not want to learn, especially when you reinforce those lessons with fucking gnarly shit, uh, shitting your pants doses of radiation just to solidify something, you know, especially when I, when they knew I did know something or I did know that they were saying something and using an alternative means of communication and I, and and I ignored it because fuck these motherfuckers. They would punish me essentially for not obeying, like you, I guess you call it a command. And to see, the reason why that this whole system works is something that a, a phrase that uh, the CIA has, CIA has coined, which is plausible deniability. And having this method of communication just absolutely facilitates plausible deniability in a way which you cannot even understand. Now, like I said, it's not some secret code. There's lots of people in organized crime that use many methods of this, of communicating. Um, They borrow this method of communication, borrows lots of stuff from Freemasonry, which is why when people are going through this abuse, they think the fuck of Freemasons are after. It's, It's not, it's not, it's just a common crypto way of speaking that was stolen from Freemasons and is adopted by people in organized crime and intelligence, et cetera. Um, with variant various levels of difficulty and methods of talking, and usually as it's more as you go up the ladder of knowing more important things in the military, etc., you're trained to communicate in much more cryptic ways, etc., of saying certain things. And as with anything, the more you know, what I'm saying, the, uh, uh, um, yeah. But I fucking hate it. I fucking hate it. But they what when when you get all these. When you get all these elements together and they teach you this library of things, which they forced on me, um, essentially you get to start making sense of things that you wouldn't normally make sense of. Like if you're watching a movie and there's a shot and there's three people in it. Now that you understand the number three means a certain thing, now the three people in the shot is signifying, hey, we're saying something and we mean this, but we're going to use you visually looking at three people to mean this, or it's going to be everyone's wearing red 
and blah, 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 this is happening. So you then know, take those core competencies and then remix them. And then people who are raised in the very um, <clears throat> CIA and Pentagon infiltrated, heavily military influenced mass media, um, you can you essentially can send messages with or send like I said, it's it's like the spam folder, if you think of anything. It's like a fucking spam folder, but it's still communicating ideas to lots of their personnel over vast ranges. And since they also understand what makes people happy and they know how to make money on all these things no matter what, then essentially, you know what I'm saying, they can make money, keep the machine going, and send a message all at the same fucking time. And the people who learn the system within the entertainment industry move up the ladder like you have no idea. Cool. That being said, while you're going through this abuse, and like I said, the government has fucking fucked your life down to the roots, and you don't have a support network anymore, now they're going to be teaching you this language. And then once you understand the core competencies... Right, which are usually forced on you, um, they'll then begin using. There are certain amount kinds. There are certain movies in the um, vast majority of you know entertainment industry, etc. Some of these movies are used to disillusion people who have been forced into this method of communicating. Once they teach the person how to communicate using these movies, they then use them as another form of brainwashing. Because then first. First, they'll, they'll make you feel like, okay, you're on your way out of this abuse program, but now you know this new way of communicating. And based on what they, what intelligence group or whatever that they throw you to, throw the dogs to after, you know what I'm saying, DHS or whatever is done absolutely dismantling your life through COINTELPRO, is then different groups, intelligence groups or whatever, they, 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 call, it, they call it going to the pound no bullshit. This is the phrase that people use in the military industrial space or people working intelligence and entertainment or whatever. They call it going to the pound. They start to think of people after they've been completely abused. Like, what can we use them for? Oh, well, this certain guy, he's good at math. Or this girl, she's good at sucking dick. Or this guy, he's really good at art or whatever. Then they find a place for you, find out you can be useful. But they also talk to you in these in this kind of method using these methodologies and, and and kind of pseudo language to communicate to you while you're at these jobs um i'm, I'm getting off topic sorry uh but yeah yeah, yeah. so so though there's certain movies in in this in this library of content that's obviously being created by our intelligence and military agency that helps move along people in the program as well uh to certain themes, etc., to essentially groom them, or, or you know, remember the liking principle and the methods of persuasion. So they get things that people like and identify with, but there will be themes that these people who've been abused will also understand on different layers, and and they will romanticize the fuck out of being able to see the uh, being able to see these alternate methods of communicating through movies, and they'll sell it to you like. This is the forbidden language. You're seeing into the matrix, Neo. Now you can see what's really behind the veil. It's not. It's not. It's not. They just need to disillusion people to use them as appliances. And then they find ways to use you in 
uh, lots of these government-owned companies or what have you, or people who at least speak the language and are in on certain things uh, and are in on, on the inside of this circle. And it, they're going to sell it to you like it's this big magical world. It's not. It's not. It's not. Is somebody speaking in Spanish a magical world? Is somebody speaking in French or magical? No, it's just a dude speaking another language, and you probably don't know that language. And that's where the mystery stops. But they will sell it to you, the people who are around you, because they will isolate you. Like I said, it's about Maslow's Pyramid of Needs, or uh, Maslow's Pyramid, yeah, Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. Look it up. I talk about it all the fucking time because it's literally the backbone of this entire uh, system. Based off behavioral science, we're back at square one that everybody could find easily. Um, but uh, they try to sell it to you after they abuse the shit out of you. They're gonna make it be. They're gonna make you feel like, and they've programmed these the simple alphabet and method of talking. They're gonna use certain movies, etc., that are specifically made right with these alternative themes, these alternative subtexts that make sense to people who've been abused in this program. Um, to groom them for certain things. And they will start to tell these stories that aren't true or they'll start to romanticize certain things. A lot of it, uh, there's this idea, uh, you can Google it. It's called MK Ultra Sex Kitten Programming. Oh my God, fucking barf. Man, you fucking conspiracy nuts, man. You really piss me the fuck off, man, with your fucking triangles and things shaped like Doritos or whatever, like the new world order man shut the fuck up bro it is just people are simple okay we just romanticize shit because life is boring stop it but anyways getting back to it so they'll use these as grooming it's not mk ultra sex kitten programming you know like some people try to say girls in hollywood a program programming is it think of the things in the term of a, a thesaurus Programming is also grooming. Essentially what they're saying is they're grooming. And while you're going through this program, uh, they will use these movies, etc., that they understand have layered themes to them. And some of these movies are made particularly to using the liking principle in Caldini's uh, scientific met- uh, methods of persuasion uh, to start to groom girls in certain ways. They have already content that girls will use to identify with and they're using themes and they'll think that they're they're seeing into the matrix too and this is how the world really works and it gets them to embrace these sort of lifestyle etc and they'll romanticize things into making them do all sorts of crazy things they'll get them involved you know it gets them involved in like hollywood uh, uh circles and where they think they're like seeing, you know, they're part of seeing behind the veil and they're part of a special club. They really try to sell this whole thing as a special club to get you to start liking uh, or, or start acting in, in a way which they, you know, which benefits a lot of people in this circle. But it's, but it's really a giant con. It's just the government has beaten you down like a horse and then they re and then they programmed all these new associations. They taught you a new language. That's all it is. I hate these programmed and all that. They, they groomed you into understanding a new language. Usually the dudes are groomed using pain and suffering. The females, pain and suffering as well if they don't listen. But a lot of sex is used because lots of the people who do the grooming and or programming of, of these new languages. So they like also enjoy the rape and the sexual satisfaction, whatever. So that's just why females are used in that way. 
Uh, but through a series of experiences, good or bad or what have you, they program these associations and they sell it as this fucking mysterious universe. But it's not. It's just not. It's just not. It's just, it's literally teaching you a new alphabet and it facilitates the CIA's ultimate mission of having plausible deniability. And it's, it perpetuates throughout all of entertainment. You can almost, um, you can almost guarantee almost every blockbuster Every TV show that's a hit, etc., has these themes programmed in it, and lots of contemporary shows are used essentially, like I said, like a spam folder to kind of let people know on the inside of things going on on inside the government, what have you, of what's going on. And what happens is people become dependent. The people who are in on this system, usually who are who rise to areas of prominence. Like I said, lots of actors, et cetera, directors, they move up the ladder if it's if it's if they show that they can use these skill the skill of communicating this way and it looks flawless. Like the normal person who doesn't know about this shit wouldn't see it. And then by the same time, they're also communi- they're also communicating secondary, tertiary and 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 third level messages through media etc and those people rise the ladder and some of the people that have spent the longest time in hollywood etc it's because they learned that and they are of use of a industry that is pretty much the propaganda wing of the u.s military intelligence so that being said they're going to use different movies etc and they're going to while they're while they try to there'll be a stage where they try to sell people that you know the secret language, you know the matrix, and they'll use and they'll present you different movies, etc., that have these kind of themes. But their main use is to actually push and nudge certain people in the program towards a direction where they feel like they could be used, and they use these movies and this idea of knowing the secret language of you know i'm saying the illuminati or what it's it's not it's not it's not but they use this to groom girls you know i'm saying they'll say hey did you see this the latest blah 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 movie and they'll make it seem like it's some big secret that's gonna be it's not it's not they use the romanticism of secrecy and what have you to present uh, grooming messages, whether that be for females to be more sexualized, etc., to make them think there's some bigger theme going on, and sex is the gateway to it, and it's essentially just to con people into certain lifestyles. They do it for guys. They figure out what is your motivator, what makes you tick, what is your ultimate goal in life, and then they'll make sure to start exposing you to certain media that serves the function, a secondary function of grooming people who have been essentially injected into the system via abuse over time and frequency programming this and they they use already since they already have this like i said the cia has very close uh, has their roots in all these industries they can essentially control them since world war so they they're and they're just like the indians they use every part of the fucking buffalo so not only are they making a movie which is going to make their a bunch of money they also are going to put these themes into for different people who are in this program that they essentially abuse into this program to push them in certain directions to have them disillusioned so they can then be useful to perpetuate the militarized intelligence state crazy right so most blockbuster movies, shows, 
some even like music video directors, etc. They're also putting a, a, a they're sending out a message. They're grooming people. You know what I'm saying? That can be used and maybe this particular guy who does, you know, whatever is this kind of director or 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 this kind of act, he kind of likes you know I don't know. He, he he's into the whole sex part of things, so he starts creating media that perpetuates. They call it MK Ultra sex kitten programming. It's stupid. It's not. It's just abuse. You're just beating someone into a new language, and then they disillusion you, or they have the people around you because you are a product of your environment. Behavioral science, remember, science like math, it always has the same answer, so they can guarantee the outcome. Um, and it just, they find out, find a place after they're done chewing up and spitting you out, especially in this, in this, uh, 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 gang stalking TI program, more so for people who are, uh, uh, TIs. Uh, the, the end of your journey is trying to make, find use for you. Now, there are plenty of people inside Hollywood, et cetera, who don't go through the trauma part of it. And they just kind of let them in on on things on how to communicate whatever. But like I said, they heavily romanticize it so they can convince, you know, young girls to become super sexualized. But they think that you know they're talking in the Matrix or whatever. It's it's hyper romanticized. They do it for males to push them towards different industries because they feel like they might they have a certain set of skills. But this is only after they beat the shit out of you. You know what I'm saying? After you know what I'm saying, and then the government throws you to the wolves, and then these other independents or people who are plugged in the system know that you speak a certain language and then they use this material essentially to groom you towards where you can be useful for these people. And there's a constant effort by the people who understand how the system is used to keep you disillusioned. Their full-time job is to keep you disillusioned. So you buy into this and then they essentially will expose you to certain medias and mediums and themes, etc. And then these filter bubbles that are used in modern media uh, are then also programmed to make sure you're constantly bombarded by these certain themes based on how they feel like they could use you and utilize you. Let's get into some of the culture of it. Now, lending that there are some sort of movies out there, etc., that are used for grooming, yada, 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 there's also a culture built on this a, a layered culture and i think the best illustrator of that is the movie blade runner one of the common phrases used for people who are essentially beaten down and then taught this language etc are robots androids etc and like i said there's multiple ways of saying the same thing the the movie blade runner was a cool movie for people at the bottom layer of things, right? About robots and what have you. The secondary layer of communicating was about people who have gone through this same program and how these people are utilized, etc. Because like I said, this has existed since the fucking 50s. And they've gotten good at it over time. And the movie Blade Runner's secondary layer of things, like I said, because people call the people who go through this as robots because essentially they program you or traumatize you, you know, groom you. It's grooming. It's grooming. I wish people would stop saying program. Even I say program. It's grooming. It's just grooming. 
That's not a scary word, is it? No, no, no. They put you through a series of situations or what have you and manipulate you into, you know, your, your new situation. But a slang term, common slang term for this in the, in the crypto space, I guess you would call it, people who talk this way, is calling them ro- people robots or what have you. And then, like I said, there are people who are just taught this. They aren't traumatized into this whole, they aren't traumatized into this whole mess, right? Some people in the military, military space, what have you, they just are taught these things. They don't have a traumatic experience. Those people in these circles are referred to as humans. Now, knowing what those two associations, those two slang terms for in this in this culture of fucked up uh, uh, military and, and, and intelligence community within the entertainment industries at various levels and various channels, go back and rewatch the movie Blade Runner. Understanding that those are that's the current the common theme for that movie. Remember how the robot or the android wasn't sure if it was an android or not or what have you. It's a common it's a common theme for people to say, Oh, is that a human or is that a robot? Or they'll speak or an android or whatever, they'll use that slang term when talking with each other to identify where you are on the cast system. No bullshit when you get plugged into this shit. And um, the people who are just taught this, people are in the form of people who are in the military or what have you, or in military intelligence, they refer to themselves as humans, and they refer to other people who are abused into the system, like myself, as robots. It's super fucked up, but there is a sense of superiority, not even because you know what I'm saying they weren't plugged into the system or this or this method of of communicating or or you know layered language. Uh, by forceful means. So I guess they think it means they're more superior. They're not. They're not. It was, it's just, it's, it's like saying that you're more superior to, you know, a refugee, you know, a Ukrainian refugee or something. It's like, no, they went through a traumatic thing. Your country's not at war. They're you know what I'm saying? That's like people in Poland referring to refugees as like dogs or whatever, just because they came from another country in a bad situation. That's all it is. But it's a common slang term. This is a common false sense of superiority. Because just like normal culture and society, societal culture um, has, you know, like a social caste system. You know, where do you sit on the ladder? This whole world of fucked up government uh, and intelligence method of communicating and having inside track or whatever has its, has its own culture within its culture. And it's fucking hella lame. It's stupid. It's stupid. But yeah, they'll call themselves humans uh, compared to people who are robots. And believe it or not, the people who are taught this are taught other means of communicating that people, I guess you would classify as a robot. Uh, Different ways of communicating, which you will not be able to understand. Because it's just like understanding. It's just like being, you know, being in a room full of people who speak Spanish and you only speak English, you're just not gonna know what they're saying. You see something happening, you hear words being said, you don't, you just don't know what's going on. And that's how they kind of uh, essentially identify themselves. Uh, and it's a it's a false sense of superiority. And who the fuck cares? The fact that you feel superior to somebody because they were abused is bananas. But anyways, 
this, how I mentioned in a previous podcast, how there is like levels to a lie based on people's understanding on how things work. Uh, that podcast is called, um, what is that podcast called? Levels and Layers. That's my last podcast. Or last, yeah, last podcast. I gave an update about my situation. It just has the shrug emoji. It's like five minutes long. That's just to give you guys an update. I've been getting threats. I don't know how things are happening. Ever since I got arrested for a plastic bag and held on a $100,000 bond for a felony over a plastic bag that I grabbed for my burrito, I'm just not surprised at anything crazy happening to me that is completely fake. So I kind of left this podcast it's just a shrug emoji but i i've left updates like this throughout my podcast because like i said this version of the podcast which we're doing here our first rung through it is like i'm also walking you through my personal journey because i want to keep making this shit but at the same time like you got to know what's going on so if i fucking disappear for a little while what have you i can let you guys know what's going on but it's called levels and layers and uh, the description is character assassination has levels and layers. And this is crucial to know because it's part of how you get your life back. But just as there is levels and layers to people's understanding of situations, there's levels and layers to this communicating. And it's built in that way to identify certain people. And that's how people who are at the top rung of this whole, I guess, crypto... cryptography means of communicating it's not cryptography it's just layered language it's like a double entendre triple entendre and then it's there's a whole library built on it you know when you when you say it like that it's not so scary is it but um that's how they identify oh that person yeah he must be in the because there are people that'll come in the circle right they'll join the group chat essentially of this method of communicating and you got to know who is who sometimes. It's like having an anonymous screen name, you know? And so how they figure out where you belong on the rung is they'll start to try to communicate with you in various ways. And if you don't understand what they're saying at a certain level, they understand that you, uh, where you stand. And, um, yeah. So that's just how they kind of identify who you are. If they only teach you a certain way of communicating... Um, they can identify why you were put in the program. So if things only make sense to you backwards or sideways or backwards and sideways, or if they only make sense to you, um, and, you know, in, in certain ways, then they can identify why that person is in the program. But from what I was understood, what I was told is because of this information, which I had was so, who was it about, etc. They used putting me in this program and trying to smear me as such, even though I've literally gone through and vetted all this stuff and I've made it publicly available. It's not some big fucking mystery that all these things that they're using to smear me are a thousand percent true. What I was understood was that this was a convenient ways of smearing me to people within the intelligence community to keep them from trying to help me considering who the subject matter was about. But yeah, it's a big convoluted mess. Uh, this is happening in front of you. All, uh, all over the media, all over the news, all over TV shows, in music, on the radio. And I, you know, I'm not special for 
knowing how to communicate this way, communicate this way or whatever. It's something they forced on me. I don't, I wish I had never, never was introduced. It's, it feels like noise. I can't enjoy shit anymore. Now I got to sit there and hear someone saying something two ways or three ways or I just wish I could fucking watch a movie. I just wish I wish I could watch a TV show now. I just wish I could, you know what I'm saying? Fuck all that shit. I don't fucking care. It's it's dumb. And it's not super special. When you understand the shit that they're communicating, it is the lamest shit. It is unimportant. It is it like it's not even top secret. Lots of the things that they communicate when you understand declassified shit by like 10 years, 20 years. It, nothing is top secret. It is if you were to call it anything, right, let's call it like the matrix, right? It's the code beyond the world. Like, it's nothing important. It's the same shit that happens in the real world. They just sell this romanticism. They attach this romanticism to it. I imagine for a couple of reasons, which I will now discuss. One is be if you think that the system is special, you think you are special. Then, if you communicate things over this method of communication, you think this information is special. Then, if you can convince things that people that they're getting the secret inside info on things, then when you tell them lies, they will think that they are not lies. Because why would you lie using the special, the special decoder ring? Do you understand? And believe it or not. Donald Trump knew about how to use this. He, he is locked into all this network. I mean, obviously, people at that high levels of government, they have, you know what I'm saying, they got to play the game. Trump has been in the entertainment industry his whole life. Uh, you know, he's quite the entertainer. He also knows about this, which is when he, why he, when he became president, he was talking in a means layered to the rest of these people plugged into the system where there are just so many. You have no clue how many there are. Um, the government definitely knows how to systematically abuse the absolute shit out of people or sell them on something or train them which lots of people who are in the entertainment industry now are industry plants if you don't know what that is you're probably not plugged into the music industry but type that in one of these days it's called an industry plant it's basically something in the music industry just creates this artist and creates this whole whole person and persona based off of you know it's just they're just a product do you know what i'm saying um, but there's so many people in the media industry that are just these media plants. Um, it, it's an industry that's been controlled since World War II. The Pentagon is even on record saying that it's just as important as air superiority, which is like just underneath nukes. Um, so he, had, but anyways, going back to Trump, he's been in this system for a long time. He obviously speaks this language and yeah, he hit a lot of his interactions uh, 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 were in 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 uh, tertiary uh, 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 double entendres and a tertiary tertiary layered way of speaking. He's he's quite uh he's he's quite articulate at, at speaking that way. Uh, but one of his main proponents was, was he wanted to illustrate this fact that people are inherently on the inside of this. People who think they're on the inside, at least, it's a silly thing. Think people want to think that they're plugged into things. And his main thing, remember, it was. Fake news. Fake news. What he was saying in that whole fake news thing is that, look, they're selling everyone on this is the secret information. Why would we lie using the secret decodering? 
But in fact, since you are so reliant on the things that you are saying, things that come over this decodering net, uh, way of means of communicating, like I said, it's like the spam folder. It's not really important shit. But what happens is when there's corruption going around and people who are, because usually people who are plugged into this method of communicating, whatever, hold jobs in kind of important industries and what have you. And that's kind of a layer of control. That's how they get people to to subscribe to their system and, and, and facilitate their method of control is they use this language and they sell it everyone on this language of being like means you're important or you're plug you're on the in crowd or whatever. Uh, but when everyone becomes reliant on this secret method of communication and they're sold that all this information that comes through this method of talking is all true is bullshit. And Trump's when he was putting out that information, uh, he was putting out that slogan, fake news. What he was saying on another level was also that the method of communicating is being used to lie to people who rely on it for the secret inside information. It's being used to perpetuate lies just like normal language, just like normal speak, people speak is. And that was a main thing he was putting out there because I imagine he was on the inside of shit and he was like, look, People are saying this shit is happening, but it is not. So they are. So for for people who are reliant on a system that thinks that what is being said to them, because it's being said in this super secret decodering, super secret squirrel way, that it has to be true because this system that when when people become attached to it or uh, anchor themselves. Uh, uh, on what they believe or whatever about the system they're sold they're sold on a lot of romanticism that this is like the matrix this is the secret inside info we only share with people who are on the inside it's not it's not it's just like just like any other chat room it's used to perpetuate lies it's used to um sell a narrative that's not so when a per particular person administration is in power and they perhaps and they know how the system works. Let's say, oh, I don't know, your daddy who was head of the CIA, vice president and president, when they know how the system works already, and then they're plugged into the government, they'll use that same system to also lie to people because they know people who are on the inside, they rely on them because they're all put in positions of importance based on their level of trust, which is why they were trusted to talk and the decode with the decodering up their ass. But what Trump came in, and one of the things that he perpetuated, which was legit, was his whole fake news. And what he was saying on another level was that this the system to communicate, lots of people like to call it like the internet, believe it or not. Or they like to say English. So like, and it's a way for them to say something like that seems like it's normal. Like a lot of my abusers would say shit to me like, say it to me in English, Steve. And they were using English as a double entendre, like say it to me in an in a cryptic in the in an encrypted way, Steve. And fuck no, because the shit that they, these motherfuckers say over the it is not important. Like ninety nine percent of the shit that they say is not important. It doesn't need to be cryptic, whatever. But just like doing an action, or 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 like a cult, when they when they in, they they involve themselves in cult activities it essentially indoctrinates themselves to be inherently reliant on the cult system just as being reliant on communicating in a cryptic way or in layers 
is is reinforcing their indoctrination to rely on the super secret squirrel decoder ring network and all the social uh, 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 constructs that adhere to that method of communicating about secrecy and not narking on people and and pointing people out and blowing the whistle because there is an inherent level of of not you know like they're not into like snitching or narking on each other or whatever it's just built into this method of communicating it, but it essentially it, it it indoctrinates yourself do you know what I'm saying? To keep communicating that way. Even though the shit that you're saying is like, hey man, pick, pick me up some milk and eggs. You know, like, it's, it's really just not important shit. What it also does is to facilitate, since people are talking in an encrypted way about someone else's abuse, since that is not your root language of communication, you have a dissociation in your, dissociation in your brain, which allows lots of horrible shit to happen within this network to people. Since it's being communicated in a cryptic means, you are less attached to the actual things happening to a person because that's not your root base level of meaning and communication that has been solidified in your brain when you are essentially being raised. So this system also perpetuates perpetuates massive amounts of abuse happening to people and since it's talked about in tertiary ways uh the full effect and meaning of what you're talking about or communicating or even seeing doesn't really hit you on a level that it should it actually enhances psychopathy it's a fucking mess right but essentially trump's whole thing about fake news and whatever he was saying hey I'm glad everyone's married to this system and everyone thinks this is where the secret, secret, top secret, but it's, it's not. And they're also lying to you. And, and so essentially you should probably vet the information just like if someone told you over saying normal, you know, in normal speak without this tertiary cryptic way of speaking, um, you should probably vet that information at the same level you would this cryptic information. But see, when you have a large group of people uh, who are decision makers within uh, the government and American industry and, ever, and et cetera, like I said, there are so many people who do this shit. It's just they all subscribe to this I'm special kind of thing, but also they really do make an example of people who shine a light on this shit. Like in a way you don't even, yeah. They kill motherfuckers. Um, but yeah. So he was also he his he was using his platform to also communicate that they are lying to you, and you remember how they and how they kind of fix how they how they correct what they're trying to communicate. Remember when they're trying to say C CNN is CIA news? Remember that that whole meme, and or you've heard people say that he was using CNN as a placeholder for CIA. So when he de publicly declared, I know this all, it's just how people talk in this thing. Um, believe it or not, uh, gaffes are used uh, by presidents and people in politics to, to correct what they're trying to say without saying it. Cause like I said, they, people who are plugged into the system are definitely punished or ostracized and their means of making a living, etc are severely diminished if they shine a light on this shit. So gaffes are, are often used to correct, hey, I'm saying this, but I'm trying to say this. And a gaff is used to like, you know, correct 
or, 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 or lend to what you're trying to say without trying to say it. So when he said, so he would be like, when people would say, oh, CIA, the CNN is like, the C is CIA news. It's sponsored by the deep state or whatever. What he was also trying to say was that CIA, who is essentially in charge of disseminating information over this network, um, is lying. They're using the network to lie to people. And it's usually based on who's in power or, or essentially who's been plugged in. And we know what family is plugged in on a level uh, uh, that you would just not uh, believe. But what essentially he was trying to say using this tertiary and very and, and vague means to the rest of these people who subscribe to this method of communicating. Lots of people say this is like the Illuminati talking and shit. And I think the people who think you subscribe to those things is glad. You know, they want, so you go and tell the police the Illuminati was sending me messages. It's not, it's not, it's not. It's just people plugged into the military industrial complex or people who are government plants and companies, et cetera, to make us feel like we have some sort of, 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 of independent industry. But it's not. It's just like China. It's very much directed by the United States government. But the government has a different means of controlling its people. It likes you to believe in free will. It doesn't want you to believe things are contrived, whereas the Chinese are a little more realistic. They know just the government is there to fuck shit up and run shit the way they want. So, you know, going off on topic a little bit longer here. So the whole war of communism and socialism whatever against capitalism is really how world powers think people, the sheep or whatever you want to call it. I hate saying sheeple. That's fucking lame. Should be controlled. Do you understand? The Chinese government has no means of letting people know the government is there to fuck them. And the government and the U.S. government would like you to believe that it's less contrived and this serendipitous thing because commerce or capitalism exists uh, or a level of it exists on a means where disillusionment or uh, or free will or what have you or freedom, the idea of freedom uh perpetuates the system and it's how the system works essentially you would crash the operating system of capitalist democracies if people started subscribing to the idea that our government etc is a lot more contrived than it is which is why capitalism is such an in or, or communism is such an enemy because communism had per, uh, perpetuates ideas that the government is essentially in charge of everything and the government allows you to do things. Communism or the introduction of communists or communists. Uh, I know I'm going off on a rabbit, but let's talk about this for like a little short minute. We'll get back to the secret language shit. Right. I told you this is going to be a long fucking podcast. Um, communism essentially would crash the operating system of the United States democratic uh, capitalist system it would crash the operating system because and so that's why we don't want communist or socialist ideals introduced and why the government tries to demonize capitalism or what have you or systems that rely on i'm sorry communism or systems that rely on communism they force they go out of their way to make them look like uh, to make them fail like cuba or what have you because we want to look like we have the answers. You know what I'm saying? 
we think we know how people should be ruled. You should give them the illusion of free choice and make them not, you know, saying make them feel like everything that's happening is some sort of chaos theory. But unfortunately, it's not. And, you know, I'm saying they keep a lid on it with people. They make them feel like they're on the inside. And then people who disobey that system are definitely dealt with or their livelihood is taken from them or they'll make bad things happen to their family. And then since these since, you know, I'm saying the government's controlling shit, uh, you know, they definitely send the message that they can just destroy you. And this program, COINTELPRO 2.0, based off Maslow's Pyramid, is essentially the same way they would destroy another person or get them canceled. I wonder why that's such a prolific idea in the ecosystem. It's so easy to be canceled now. No, the government just wants to, they want to create a culture around an idea that it's easy for you to go away. And it's because somehow you did not obey social norms. Not at all in the fact that perhaps maybe you were revealing some sort of corruption or you weren't adhering to, you know, norms or what have you. And you were put in a position like within entertainment or what have you, where they got you, let you see a little bit behind the curtain, see how people were controlled, etc. And so they want you to feel like if someone goes away, it was because they were canceled or what have you. They, they need that to be a tip of the tongue kind of thing. So it's not such a weird reality if someone goes away. It's because they were canceled. You know what I'm saying? That's why that's such a easily, that's why that's a set up cultural thing. And as we know that the CIA and intelligence and Pentagon is in control of culture of, of thought and themes. So it's, it's, a, it's a manufactured dev, a cultural device to make people in prominence go away fast. Because right, how many people knew that, what's his name? Harvey Weinstein was doing all those crazy things. For fucking years, right? Years. They don't fucking care. But now they have this device in hand. If they think someone is in a high prominence or can see behind the curtain or has high influence, is not obeying the system where they suspect they won't, they'll all of a sudden be talk about everyone's skeletons in their closet or whatever and cancel them. And that's just on the tip of your fucking tongue. Canceling, the, the ideal concept of canceling is a means of control of people who are, are in ideological prominence or people who talk to or, or have gained a large prominence to be easily removed from that system and the conversation to be had about it is they were canceled. It's just an easy device to delete someone from the zeitgeist and you not think twice or ask questions about it. And then they'll just suppress their their means through you know, suppressing their internet or commerce or isolating them or, or, or breaking them down to Maslow's pyramid to make sure that they're not interrupting in the government's operating system of control. But essentially how this is all built, right? Because the human mind thinks in language. You ever heard that before? Your human brain uses language to think. If you didn't have language, you wouldn't know how to, per, you wouldn't know how to, have to understand the world, which is why they say when you learn another language, you understand the world through different eyes because different languages associ- uh, attach different ideals and emotions, etc., cetera, uh, to them. And you think in language. So if they create a language of thought built around this whole cryptographic whatever bullshit, it's... It controls how you see the world and it controls how people who are induced in this into this program or into the system, you know, people at the bottom usually go through COINTELPRO or they're fucking, you know, 
introduced through grooming means or they're 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 they you know they feel like the people can be the girls can be used sexually so they make them believe that you know they're part of like some bigger thing and we let you in on the matrix or how things work it's it's disillusion or what have you but these things exist and the second layer, third layer of programming people who they let in, especially on the bottom rung, once they're figuring out how to use them, like in my case, they're definitely using news and media and filter bubbles and playlisting content and using things like, um, what the fuck is that algorithm called again? I can't believe I forgot. Mother bitch. Uh, 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 spoil net to actively filter and hyper-program people and, in fact, accelerate uh, people who are introduced into this uh, meth system. And just as the Indians use buffaloes, every part of the buffalo, there's lots of entertainment, etc., that is created with multi multi-layered purpose. Not only to make money and to make movies about things people like, but also there's a layered form of communication and they're using liking principle to associate people who which they think they can use them for different ways to push and nudge them to certain ways while plugging them into this super corrupt system uh, 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 that's supposedly on the inside. Crazy, right? Yeah. So I eat a big dick every day because I refuse to allow my abusers to brainwash me. I refuse to allow my abusers to smear me, to put me through a series of traumatic experiences, to disillusion me, to make me think I did bad things when I never did them, to paint me to other people who subscribe to this system, that I'm a hack, that the things that I have to say aren't true, etc. And because it facilitated a means of also spreading fake news to other people who are plugged into this method of communicating and talking to discount what I'm what I had what I came across and for them not to grab hold of it to take a swing at the king pretty crazy but being in this thing for shit for 10 years uh you'll get to places like where I'm at and I hope I gave you the breakdown. And I'm sorry this podcast was so long, but I felt like I needed to build and build and build and build and build so you can get to where I'm at. And maybe you are, maybe you aren't, but I feel like this is the best way I can explain where I'm at right now. And they're keeping me fucking broke because I won't subscribe to these ideals. I won't play the fucking game. I don't talk to these motherfuckers and their super secret squirrel shit. I constantly am getting abused for not subscribing to this shit. They're, you know what I'm saying? They're going to continue to smear me, what have you, to try to discredit what it is that uh, I saw. The, the, the Our investigation, which we published online. Uh, there's lots of why not me people in my circle who trying to figure out how they could try to fucking scoop this up. Uh, there's many roadblocks put in their way because I'm taking a swing at the fucking king. I didn't even realize it, but, you know, that family is essentially the same way Putin has been in power for like 20 fucking years, and he essentially just runs the government. People say they have a president, but when you think of the president of Russia, you just, you think of a king who calls himself a president, right? That's essentially the Bushes. When you think of deep state, etc., those are his fucking people. You know what I'm saying? Especially in the past 20 years, 
when they had the thing called the Project for a New American Century. And essentially, our JFK Jr. Um, investigation revealed uh, how they created a scenario to eliminate a contender, somebody who is political royalty. I mean, how many people are just absolutely... Uh, I mean, I mean, for fuck's sake, they called the era of the Kennedys Camelot. Like, it was some grand... Uh, 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 ideological period when people who we understood even though they were flawed yeah they were you know saying they had their sexual impulses i mean shit man when you're leader of the free world you're gonna have lots of people trying to lick your feet and shit but overall his uh, 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 that that time when that family was running shit they really wanted to reveal the truth i mean one of the one of the most important things uh, one of the most prolific quotes i've heard about jfk talking about the cia is that he wanted to he wanted to uh, chop them up and chopped up the CIA in a million pieces and cast them into the wind or something, right? And it wasn't too long for when he made that statement. When you know, uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, he met his demise. But that uh, uh, what's it called? But JFK Jr. was going to be making a try at the presidency in 2004, which was already halfway through uh, Bush's. Uh, uh, the, the Bush and Cheney's uh, project for a new American century, how the Bushes who have been in control in the background, et cetera, for quite some time planned on changing America and their own image, our new founding fathers, essentially. And they weren't going to let uh, some legacy fuck that shit up just four years into their plan. And we shined a light on it. The method that they used, we broke, we break down in that, in that, in that uh, investigation on how the the news said one thing, but then the evidence said the other. We broke down the how they used an experimental weapon at the time, which you know what I'm saying there are many, there are many things that the government you that, that the government has that they don't tell us until 20 years after it's been declassified but they were using an experimental weapon to essentially take down the fucking plane to make it fall out of the sky essentially they're saying it was because of fog or disorientation but none of that no that no 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 none of that was true in fact there was plenty of eyewitnesses saying there was none of that shit and it just we break it down and i and i do it as quickly as possible and i make it concise but that is essentially why I'm in this situation. And I came across something that uh, I wasn't supposed to see. And I, because I drink from the fire hose, because I'm this big, huge fucking internet nerd, you know, I found my fucking, my uh, Antiques Roadshow little fucking nugget while going through all this bullshit. And I didn't even know it was legit because I just consume data constantly because I just... I just, I'm just hungry for, for information. And that's just me, I guess. You can call me a fucking big fat nerd. I don't give a fuck. That's just me. And I'm just now, and that's why I was able to, you know, that's why I'm able to give you all this stuff because I've just gone through this crazy situation. And that's essentially the bullshit that I'm in right now. And like I said, there's lots of people who are plugged into this whole method of thought and system and they are being sold essentially a bunch of fake news and they will try to tear me down, etc. There are people who are plugged into this system. Like I said, there's many people who are of prominence if they gain any kind of prominence um, who are very much plugged into the system. They play the game. 
And because of this, you know what I'm saying, their content is pushed up through the algorithms, etc. It's the same model, it's just new and updated using digital means. And these people will also defend the people that they know will keep them, you know, in the limelight, keep their careers going. You know what I'm saying? So I, I face quite a bit of backlash. I face a lot of smears. Even though when we get to the bottom of all these fucking smears, they have no merit. Um, I, I'm not saying I'm a fucking angel, but I'm also none of these horrible things people have painted me as. It's a, been a long journey. It's, you know, you have to know how this abuse works to be able to combat it, which is why I'm making this, this thing because I went through this shit and there was just... N- Aside from, you know, early on, people trying to help me out in the beginning. Uh, and I, I literally could not be here without those people. Let me just please reiterate the fact my documentaries, my COINTELPRO wiki videos, whatever, like it is not a product of just me. I am putting in the work, but I had some people guiding me on my way. And those people, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't know who their names are. I don't know what, what they will be. There are lots of people who listen to this who like to pretend. They like to, they like to lie to me and make me think like, I don't know who it is. And I don't think I'll ever know. But, you know, uh, those people, those unsung people definitely need to be, have credit. I am, not the, I am not the product of myself. I am the product of some very amazing people who saw a wrong happening and wanted to help me out. Because they understood the shit that I was going through and the shit that I saw was legit. And they understood what it would mean for people to embrace and to know what the fuck happened uh, and, and how it set them up for failure. Can you imagine if you were in the first grade and to know someone uh, was blackmailing your parents your whole life. And that's why you were never able to go to college or that's why you had to eat like macaroni and cheese your whole life because someone was blackmailing. Somebody was keeping your parents down or what have you. That's essentially what the fucking Bush and Cheney's did. They fucked our country and they were keeping us, they kept us down this whole fucking time. They put us in a war that made us bankrupt that made all their friends rich and increased the wealth gap. Um, they, you know what I'm saying? They helped, they help create these financial crises to increase that wealth gap so we would never fucking swing. We can never have the resources, what have you, to swing on these fucking people. It's a very, you know what I'm saying? They created this power model that made everybody in the in the world pissed off at us. So we so before where we were these liberators, we had this reputation from fucking World War II. Now in the in the post 9-11 era where these where these fucking assholes that just go around and 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 and, and go and disparage you know, third world countries to take their shit. I mean, can you believe that we we fucking invaded a country, an oil, two oil rich countries for 20 years and gas is still $5 a fucking gallon, bro? It's because it wasn't for us. It was for them. They don't give a fuck about us. But these this family, those two families, they fucked us. And it's taken... Lots of people who are on the inside to really 20 years to realize how we were getting fucked. They really set up the fucking they really have set everything up in just the worst way. We are in the worst position. Like, can you imagine going through this pandemic? If we were eight trillion dollars richer than we were, we probably would have sufficed it because that's how much that illegal and fake ass fucking war cost us. 
They were just bleeding the fucking system dry. It was just like uh, uh, Julian Assange said. It was to funnel money out of the United States government into the pockets of uh, a wealthy elite that specialized in war. It was the the hoovering of wealth out of the nation and displacing power and influence over the past 20 years. And it was very contrived and it was a long-term plan and they weren't going to have some fucking legacy come in there four years into their fucking plan and derail all that shit with the Kennedy name and bringing back Camelot. And it was something I came across, the method of how they did it, etc. And it's completely disrail- derailed my life. It's completely turned the city of San Diego upside down. If you heard me talking about it, I have a whole episode called The Purge where I just kind of glance on the shit. It's this, it's this fucking, it's just this, it's the shit show. And it's all because these cunts don't want their crimes uh, uh, put out there and they want to remain in power and they don't want things to shift. All right. This is the project for a new American century. Okay. A hundred years. They had, a, they have a, they had a plan for, you know, how their fucking people were going to remain in dominance, whether it be them, their kids, their grandkids, they're going to keep them in the system. You know what I'm saying? Etc. And it's unfortunate. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully something can come of it. But that's, just, you know, this is, is what it is. But definitely the backbone to this corruption is this means of crypto, crypto, uh, 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 crypto, crypto way of talking, this decodering bullshit. And it's only accelerated people who are on the bottom rung of this by the easing of, of criteria to make someone classified as a domestic terrorist injecting them through this fucking program, beating the shit out of them, breaking them like a horse, and then finding a way to inject them into a system at the bottom rung, you know, like, you know, at the robots that they are. Right? What a fucking mouthful this has been. Four hours in. This is essentially the whole mission of the Mesh News Project creating the COINTELPRO 2.0 podcast, our online wiki at COINTELPRO, the number two, Z-E-R-O.com, our video series, videos.COINTELPRO, the number two, Z-E-R-O.com, and our podcast series. Um, but mesh, this Mesh News Project, you know, it's always been a labor of love, and we really are about what our slogan has been for the past two years, is we're hoping to make you Awake, not fucking woke. Fuck being woke. That is a fake way of going through life. That is a that is a contrived method of thought. We're here to make people awake, not woke. Thanks for listening to the podcast.